I guess it's just like when I'm listening back, I'm like, oh man, we we don't laugh a lot, but we do laugh. I a laugh loads. You know? I'm actually like annoyed at how much I laugh. It's kind of annoying. Oh no, I annoy more laugh, The more the better. Okay. It's like one of those things, isn't it? Where it's infectious. Like the more we laugh, the more the people laugh. I would you know? hope so. Yeah, I think that's how it works. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I just know that I think once we get set up and like, and we get used to it per se, mm. I think there'll be an element of like, oh yeah, no, we can we can kind of do it blindfolded, so then we can just relax and focus on the moment to moment rather than worrying about, you know, God knows what. Like, is my mic working? Uh, you know, can the mic pick up my farts? Is Jay asleep? You know, the, wow. these files. These vital um, issues. That was more. That was more a dig at my voice and tone of voice being that boring that you'd fall asleep, not oh, your ability. Well, I think if I've ever almost fallen asleep, it's just because I've had a long day, or I don't know. <laughs> gone, Have you had a long bed, day? Gone to bed too late. I mean, all right. I'm having. I'm. I had to make a decision. Uh, I didn't even do very a good job of it, but I tried to go to bed early. Didn't manage to do it. Still woke up earlier than I normally have been. What time did you go to bed then? Oh, I don't know, like half one, which That's is really, bad, it's really late for me. I, I don't like going to I mean, I usually try to go to sleep at midnight. So Yeah, that's not too bad, though, I don't, like, I don't considering. Know. <laughs> I don't know how, how, whether you'll probably make fun of me for this or not, but I just stayed up watching TikToks for like two hours. Mate, listen, all right. It's becoming Vine. We're, it's we're becoming not, Vine, okay? We're not, we're it's not funny. three years old. We're not young people anymore. We're not in high school, Jay. Yeah, but that's part, that's partly the reason why I like it, you know, because it's like it's watching all these high school kids doing like dumb crap, and it's like, oh, I remember like feeling like that, and you know, thinking how they are. Like they say sure. the dumbest stuff. I'm like, oh god, did I ever do that? Like, did I ever say this yeah, kind of crap? Oh, it's, it's, yeah. Look, I get it. It's having this moment in the spotlight. Like, whatever feel like what is tiktok jay is it like an easy youtube well it's a little bit like youtube in the way that the algorithm kind of decides what it shows you on the front page sure one is very addictive in that sense there's uh, there's certain videos like the more you your watch history sort of determines like your front page so like if you're front if you've been watching a lot of like comedic stuff you'll see a lot more comedic stuff if you've been watching more dance stuff you'll get more dance stuff you know so on and so forth yeah yeah but it's mainly comedic stuff. No, no, like, what is I, it? I videos? Vine. Like, yeah, what like, is you, it? Know, you remember Vine, right? I do. Vine was six seconds and it was mainly comedy stuff, right? Yeah, and there's a I lot could of appreciate some of the videos. And there's a lot of classic Vines that I tend to quote. I don't know if anyone else does. I, know, oh, I, know no. I never thought it was I never thought it was funny enough to quote. Oh, but dude, I can't there's, a whole, there's a whole community for this stuff. Um, a lot of Viners who got, you know, work off of it or who are now got their own youtube channels and who are very funny but like or not like the the viners who are like assholes the actual like cool people <laughs> sure um how can you tell the difference uh usually the assholes are still doing the same shit <laughs> wouldn't um, like they make those type of like um, under the class of logan paul isn't yeah it? like that, that, that type of person yeah Right. I don't know. Uh, I don't know him, but um, yeah, I've heard exactly. that. No, like... he, yeah, I've yeah, I've, I've watched a few things that he's done and trying to make amends for all of his stuff that he's done or whatever. Oh right. Okay. Well. But yeah, it's sort I of becoming do... the next point, uh... at least. Anyway. 
It's so we live in such a weird time where like YouTubers are starting to really hit the mainstream with these boxer matches, and there was a guy on Great British uh, Celebrity Bake Off, and he was a YouTuber or vlogger, and it's like, oh yeah, this is gonna be. I don't know. He's really young and blonde. Oh um, yeah, that's quite a few of them. Yeah, I'd, I'd literally, <laughs> it's probably every single one. I literally couldn't tell you, but um. Oh, Joe sucks. Anyway. There you go. I know who that is. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe. Just yeah. Google it. That's um, Zoe, someone's brother. I forget her bloody name now. Who's Zoe? She's this famous YouTuber. Right. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> I, I think it's going to be one of those moments of like parents are going to be like. Oh right, I guess this is like you know what the kids watch and like because he's a celebrity, um, and it's crazy to see the world of TV, uh, as in the old world and then the new world, and how there's such a big difference between even who people think are famous. And I know there's always been a bit of a you know difference, but like for example, there are some people who everyone knows, such as Brad Pitt or household uh, names, yeah, yeah, household Tom names. Bruce. Tom Cruise, but then you get the kind of like the people I look at in the past who have stayed celebrities, so people like Johnny Cash, Elvis Presley, Bob Dylan. Mm. But then you've also got like this wave at the moment of people who are famous but not really famous because they're not in that main mainstream. But you could argue that no one's ever in that mainstream. Like it's only because loads of people watch films that everyone knows who Brad Pitt is. Maybe I don't know. Like maybe people in Brazil don't know who Brad Pitt is. Like I don't know. Yeah, I know where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it'll just be interesting to see, like, I guess you could argue, like, people like PewDiePie are in the main mainstream, but I don't even know if they are. But, like, well, I mean, 100 million people subscribe to him, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah, at some point, you've just got to. A... Yeah, and, like, I guess my point is that even if no adult knows who he is, I know they do, but even if they didn't, I, you know, he'd still be rocket famous, I suppose. Yeah, as long so, as, you, you know, you can be famous only if, you know, so many thousands of people know who you are. Just Only if kids know, yeah. Yeah, yeah mainly it's dependent on the audience, yeah. really, isn't it? Mate, I'll tell you, mm. okay, what goes through my head every morning when I wake up now because I'm eating so much food okay oh so when I'm, i've woken up my eyes are opening and this is what plays in my head every time i get out of bed because i'm eating so much okay you ready oh no you ready okay no this is what plays in my head okay i don't know what you're gonna say and in the right corner weighing 494 pounds the new british heavyweight fat person of the country Please welcome Nick Button. <laughs> that is what plays in my head Why? every time I wake up now. You can't be that bad. Oh, mate, I've put on Lisa Stone. Really? Yeah. What, in the last no doubt, three or four it? weeks? Without question. That's really bad. I know. Jay, I, I know. That's what the joke was about. How much do you weigh? Oh, don't be, don't be foolish, Jay. I'm not going to weigh myself. Oh, okay. No, I was weighing myself before. So, okay. So, long story short, I care about my weight now. I weighed myself almost every week at work. There's a little competition going on at work. And I was probably the lowest I've been in a long time. Mm. And now I'm probably the heaviest I've been since Christmas, if not heavier. Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> You're about to tell me how you just kept all the weight off 
pretty much. Um, yeah, I mean, that's because yeah. I because of what I do. You know, I uh, it's a lot of lifting heavy things and on my feet twelve hours in a day. You know. No, no, but what I mean is, like, since you're going to be off work for a bit, how come you're not gaining weight? Um, well, I do sit around and game all day, and I wake up late and go to bed late. So you'd think, oh, he's probably going to put on weight, but I've actually been all right. I think my metabolism's finally caught up with me. <laughs> I don't know. Do you um do you do you, uh, do you fast? Do you eat between like ten and six or something? Uh, I I never have breakfast. Okay. Yeah. I have lunch See, I and dinner, and that's it. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any dessert? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was going to be like a yeah, but no, yeah. I do, yeah, yeah. No, I do. I mean, it depends. Yeah. But it's usually I had a Magnum a little while ago, you know. Oh, which one? Almond. Uh, yeah, like caramel and nuts. Oh my and, yeah, god. great. Oh my god. It wasn't the mini one. I hate the mini ones. They're no, like a joke. A big one. They're like, here's a single bite. Oh okay. <laughs> what yeah. And by the way, I've um I've jade up my room. So I'm in the other I'm in oh. my studio. I'm in my other bedroom. And I've um I've drawn the cur- uh, the blinds, I've drawn some of the curtains. Um it's very dark. I've got a lamp on just to focus. And to to feel, you know, on this lovely, bright, sunny day where I could be sunny gaming instead, I'm shutting out the world and it's not even releasing that sunny any right now. <laughs> do, you do, you mean, do you mean like in general? No, no just, just for the recording of this show. Oh, okay. Um, now the sun's um, gone for me. It must still be out for you. Oh, okay. Usually, mate, in Birmingham, um, the, the, it's it's always raining cloud like always yeah. like people oh, in Birmingham are like oh you're so funny I'm like no it's not funny it's always raining I say I'm, um, in, I'm in Birmingham most weeks to be honest for work right I go to the NEC Maybe, don't uh, I oh of I go you the, do. I know the NEC I know the way to the NEC and now I know myself I know the way around the NEC like the back of my hand I'm there all the big time you've been to Birmingham Airport yeah mate I work there two minutes. I worked there two minutes from there. Could have could have been right next to each other and didn't even know it. Oh my god! Creepy, creepy. On that note, Jay, um, this is of course the TGO show, ladies and gentlemen. When me and Jay talk about video games, I don't yeah, really like just, doing the intro. Not just our jobs. So. <laughs> and about no, TikTok, yeah, it's just yeah. <laughs> not just about that. Not just about those. Things. I don't really like an intro. I might, I might do it in the future. I might not. We'll see what how I feel. But oh, before we get into the show, Jay, yeah, I want to finish. When I was editing the last episode, I noticed that I cut you as I as I do usually. I cut you off before you finish, telling me about this end boss in Final <sighs> Fantasy fifteen and why you should level up to one hundred and twenty. Right. Okay. Well, you don't necessarily. I think I haven't got to 120 um but you can even you can, though you that's that's the max level i mean you don't yeah i mean there's 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 different end bosses that's the thing uh which one did we was i talking about the level 99 tortoise or the level 140 no, thing? 140 yeah so uh, i can't remember the name of the boss now but yeah right at the end of the game before you defeat the last boss there's an optional boss that you can come back to later that's like at level 140. But the max you can get to is 120. So it's I haven't actually done it yet because I haven't got that far. But um, yeah, I imagine that'd be pretty difficult. <laughs> There's still tons put, of stuff I can do in that game. 
even though you've platinumed it yeah there's still so much i've still got well I was, i've actually taken it off my playstation now I had to make room. Oh, uh, I had to make, how good was that? <laughs> I, I, it was how good nice. was it? Yeah, I had to make room for Final Fantasy VII. It's like eighty gig or whatever. Um, Have you looked up how much it is? What the size of seven? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was eighty. It was between sixty and eighty. Man, I just I always eight. assume at least a hundred, just in case. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, I, no, but what? Go on. Yeah, I, I tend to leave loads of space on there just in case I want to download anything anyway. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I try to leave so, quite so, a lot on there. So you've put Final Fantasy fifteen to one side despite there being stuff to do. So do you think, last question on, on this, I guess, Jay, do you think that the Platinum is badly designed because there's so much to do and you've already got the Platinum? Um, or poorly designed, I should say? Not really. It just depends on, I think, because there's so much DLC and they've got their own trophies that like that sort of adds on to it. Yeah. Like obviously there wasn't all this extra stuff. Well, that's a lie. The game, the stuff you can that I was talking about that's still left to do, what is in the base game. So I get. I mean, it depends on what what you want from trophies, really, doesn't it? Yeah. Um. I guess. Does it satisfy the completionist aspect of the game and you without driving you insane and having to do, you know, like, does it feel like you finished the game? It feels like I finished the campaign. But not 100%. But not 100%. It, it kind of makes me feel like I've got to, like, 95 because if I'm going from the Final Fantasy thirteen achievements, those were a hundred percent completion yeah, achievements. Yeah, they are a lot harder to get than okay. than fifteen, which actually is okay. kind of one of the things I want to talk about is achievements and trophies. Do we well, want to talk about that? Let's move on to <laughs> that then. Okay. We're going to talk about what we're playing. Jay, I'll let you lead since I've talked a lot already. just to sort of like fill the time in between 15 and 7. So this is Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the new Battle Royale mode. Yeah, it came out sort of the I want to say the first or second week of March. And I've sort of been seeing, I didn't didn't actually realise it was free until like about two weeks ago. Okay. This was like in the middle of me playing uh, 15, so I wasn't really too, you know, fussed about playing it. And then, you know, that big space of time opened up, and I was like, oh, I'll give it a go. If it's free, I'll give it a go. And then I realized it was 100 gig, so I had to download that. Jeez, what about 100 gigs? Yeah, I think it's because the base Modern Warfare game itself is 80 gig, and the actual update for Warzone is 20 gig. 
And to be able to play the game, you have to have Modern Warfare downloaded, but you don't actually have to buy the game. You just got to download like the the foundation of it, I suppose. So you've got to have all this 80 gigs worth of stuff to be able to even like then download the 20 extra gig that you need for Warzone. So it didn't actually take right. that long. It took probably took about three or four hours to download. See, yeah, but your 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 download speed is really quick, Jay. So yeah, that, that's yeah. quite quite hefty. <laughs> and that was even with PlayStation slowing down speeds as well. So right, probably Jesus. could have been quicker if I had, uh, you know. So you've been you, you've, you've been playing. You're not a huge Call of Duty advocate over the last well, few years, are yeah, you? Yeah, there's every every so often you tend to get a Call of Duty that's just a bit naff. Really, <laughs> you get well, the do good you get, ones. Do you get them every year? Uh, I think I've gotten out of the like sixteen or have many been released. I've probably gotten like thirteen of them, maybe twelve or thirteen. Oh, okay. So you're pretty committed. So yeah. So what do you think about the Warzone then? Because they had Blackout. Yeah, no, before, Warzone is really really good. I think I played Blackout. Yeah, on the last one. I think I had the last Call of Duty. Um, yeah, I played that. That was okay. It wasn't like great. I know a lot of other people loved it. You know, it was it was good for what it was. Uh, I feel like Warzone though is definitely different. It feels it feels different to other things that are like it, like PUBG or Fortnite or whatever, because it is basically just that you know that type of game. So or like Apex, and, and it doesn't have like 150 players or something stupid. Yeah, so it's, a, it's teams. It, originally, it was teams of three, and it was in yeah teams of three, and then 100, 150 people. So you sort of you know start out flying over this map, you drop in. So it is, team, it is teams of three. Teams of three, yeah. But now on the most recent season, they've now gone from season two to series season three. You can now have a squad of four people. Oh, I thought the seasons were for the main Modern Warfare, not for Warzone. I think they're for both. Okay, because right, they I'm have a you. a battle pass system, much like other Fortnite types and you know Modern Warfare types or whatever Call of Duty types. Yeah. So that you yeah, know, yeah, you yeah. buy the battle yeah. pass and you get all this extra stuff, or you don't, and you get some free stuff sometimes. Right. Okay. So <laughs> my question to you is, how the hell did they have an eighty-person limit or whatever it was on Blackout, but they've somehow managed to put one hundred and fifty people on one map? I don't know. But I will mode? say it doesn't lag or anything. I've never, I haven't experienced any amount of trouble with that game. It that runs so smoothly. And how is have you tried the new mode? Oh, what like sort of like uh, the plunderer type thing? Oh, I meant the. I thought it was a free for all. Sorry, was it not a free for all mode? Oh, you mean like solo? Yeah. Uh, you mean you can go solo, but you'll usually join people who are in teams still. No, I'm with you. So there's no. Yeah, yeah. There's no. Yeah, solo I mean, you can okay. go. I'm, I don't know. I haven't looked to see if there's any just no, no, solo, no. but. Okay, and um, and is it fun? Is it is it good? Or? Yeah, I'm surprised actually because when I first saw the new Call of Duty, I usually play obviously for the multiplayer, like we said before. Yeah. When I first saw the game come out, I was like, oh, I don't like the way this thing looks. It doesn't look pretty good. Agreed. Uh, really wasn't impressed with it. It it looked more like Battlefield. Agreed. <clears throat> I felt like it was too different from what I'm used to. I want. I want it's weird. Like you know, you, sometimes you're in the mood for like when when these types of repetitive games come out. You just you either want the same thing over and over again, or you want something completely different. And usually, I'm I'm quite an advocate for completely different. But this time, I was like, I just want the same old thing. Give me the same old thing. Just let me shoot people. 
and you know let me get my kill streaks and get my rewards you know special guns or whatever and that'll be it i'll get to rank 55 and i'll prestige once or twice and that'll be it um but yeah i saw this and it looked a bit too much like uh like battlefield there was there was weirdly like they introduced like their opening doors which we i know it's like sounds so simple but that like made a big difference in how the game was played Okay. And then I think there was loads of reports of people, you know, like camping, but it's a lot easier. Like the the maps were designed so badly that it was a lot easier to die from people camping than it used to be. Like maps used to be quite open so that you couldn't really like camp as much, but now they haven't they hadn't been designed so that they, they couldn't get around that. So <laughs> people were just camping the entire time and weren't actually playing the game. That's boring. So I was like, That's yeah, I'll, I'll give this one a pass. But I've played, <laughs> having played Warzone now, I'm actually pretty impressed with the gun design and like the design overall. I think it plays really, really well. So you could argue that the general gameplay design was actually better fitted for this, for this. game mode yes, than, 100%. than multiplayer. The, the way they designed it was not designed for Call of Duty multiplayer. It was designed for this. It was designed for something like this. Yeah, 100%. Wow. Definitely, wow definitely 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 that is um it's very interesting because i agree with you jay i i've seen my brother play modern warfare a few times and i just said mate this looks like a ps3 game mm. and secondly it doesn't look that fun um i'm i'm of the mindset of i'm not saying it needs jetpacks but i really 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 enjoy the title <laughs> gameplay of yeah, like jetpack, get, yeah. quick momentum so when you go back to say call of duty modern warfare the reboot it's kind of like oh no this is not not what I want to play, but it sounds like this new Warzone mode. See, the thing is that I'm skeptical, Jay, because everyone said Blackout was really good when it first came out. So I'm kind of like, is Warzone going to stay around? Like, what's the plan here? What is the Call of Duty roadmap moving forward now that we've got all this disruption and apparently cancelled games and like what? And Infinity Ward seems so busy at the moment. It's like, what is the plan? What's going on? Yeah, so what? Why are they so? What, what's what's the deal with all this cancel game stuff? Then I don't know if I know about this. So the rumor was was that I'm going to get this completely wrong, but this yeah. is how I remember it. Um, Raven Software, who do loads of Call of Duty stuff, because they're an Activision in-house yeah, they studio. Do this stuff as well, yeah. Right, so they do like loads of like DLCs and stuff. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they were gonna do a mainstream Call of Duty game. Okay. Or or Sledgehammer was due to release theirs mm-hmm. and um, so- something went wrong. Uh, the game wasn't shaping up. So now apparently Activision are bringing Black Ops 5 forward a year. Yeah, so it has that, a year yeah. less development time. And apparently they're helping on the cancelled game, wherever that is. You look it up if you want, mate, because okay. um, you might be able to find quickly which studio I'm talking about. Yeah. And... Uh, and so it kind of puts into question of is Black Ops Five now delayed? Is that going to be a very good game? Um, I liked the multiplayer emphasis of Black Ops Four. I thought that was a bit different, but uh, I don't know if it had the legs that people thought it would. Modern Warfare seems to have hit harder than even I suspected, despite the campaign not seemingly being as impactful as one would hope. So now it's kind of a question of Infinity Ward seem really busy doing Warzone, doing Modern Warfare 2 remaster. 
Uh, what's going on there? Uh, is Treyarch completely slammed? Are they going to release Black Ops 5 on time? If not, is there going to be a Call of Duty later this year? What's going on with Sledgehammer and or Raven? Uh, like, it all seems... I'm sure there is a plan. I just don't know what it is. Mm. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, no, it looks like Sledgehammer aren't a thing anymore. Really? Um, I don't know. It just says, uh, yeah, from what I'm reading here, it looks like, yeah, you were right about their game not... That, it was their game up. that... Right. So, yeah, uh, Treyarch, who do all the Black Ops games, are having to sort of make theirs come a bit sooner, it looks like. Oh, yeah, look, Activision have removed Raven and Sedgehammer from leading the development. Right, it's for both of them. Mm. Or... Right. How... Strange. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, that's the thing. I think we spoke about this before, didn't we? About how you know each uh, developer gets three years to make a really good Call of Duty game. That's right. And yeah. now having a year less makes it seem a little bit, you know, less likely to be good. When Call of Duty games need that time, they need that that. Oh, absolutely, mate. I, need the time to I think it gets, Call of Duty gets a lot of slack, but like you say, there's so oh, much does, polish yeah. on it. Yeah, so much polish. On the it. reason why they're still around is because of how how well they've done, you know. Absolutely. I completely agree, mate. Like, you know, it's an easy target and people, like, even I'll say, like, they are repetitive, but you have to give credit where credit is due and they are really well-made games, top to bottom. Like, in terms of how they play, they're super well-made. Arguably some of the best FPS mechanics out there. I know that other shooters do a different style, like Battlefield's a different style of gameplay, but to me... It just always feels slow and inaccurate, whereas Call of Duty is very, very precise and quick. And uh, I've always liked that about Call I think that's why it's probably the biggest FPS out there. Yeah, no, Call of Duty is is known, <laughs> you know, known to be good. So you've so you've enjoyed it, really enjoyed hard, it more yeah. than you thought. Um, it, is it hard? Are you getting killed a lot? Um, no, I think I've played, that's the thing, I've played Call of Duty long enough to know if I'm doing well or not, I'm not doing terribly. I can, you know, I can one v one people quite well, or one v three, or you know, whatever it oh, is. Okay, fair play. And are you putting that away now for Final Fantasy Seven? <laughs> yeah, that is in the past. <laughs> Have you ever sold it? No, not yet. Actually, I think I'll, pro- I'll probably come back to it eventually, but not, okay. not, not in the next month, I'd say. Okay. Yeah. Um, All right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Go on. Sorry. <laughs> um, no, I've just sort of been preparing for Final Fantasy VII. Really, that's, that's maybe what the last two that, two days have been. So you've been looking up everything. Yeah, just to make sure I'm ready to at least try and get under 100. percent I think you, um, from the limited things that I've heard, Jay, I think you you will be able. Yeah, I'll be able. To, this is the thing. This sort of brings me to my next thing about trophies and achievements. Actually. Um, good. Good. This was my good main. This was my main reason for bringing it up. So I looked up. You know how to how easy or how difficult it would be to hundred percent or get platinum on on Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Um, and it looks like I was the thing I was worried about was the difficulty settings and whether that would affect anything. Because like I said before, with fifteen, it was you know do everything on easy apart from the last boss and you pretty much got all the trophies essentially. Yeah. But on this one, it requires you to go through the game once on either easy or normal, and then and do it, and then hard. do it all again on hard. Yeah. Yeah. Although there are some trophies that require you to go back on hard and do certain things anyway, so I'm not. Yeah. So, 
is your concern that you you don't really want to replay it on hard? I think I'll do everything apart from doing the whole thing again on hard. Yeah. But if you if there's say there's a trophy right, which is like do it on hard, and and it's on like three quarters of the way through the game. I mean, you might as well finish it on hard then, right? What you mean, like change the difficulty part way through? No, no, no. So let's say you start a new hard playthrough to get a few miscellaneous hard related, like hard difficulty yeah, yeah. related trophies. Uh-huh. I don't know if they are there, oh, they're, but they're, let's oh, say yeah. that. So right, so then let's say one of those hard related, hard difficulty related trophies occurs at three quarters of the way through the game. It does, yes. Does that does that mean well, you might as well finish the game on hard difficulty then, right? Yeah, no, I have been thinking about that actually. There's a couple trophies that require you to sort of, I'd probably say about halfway through, uh, do a certain thing. Um, yeah. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I because the the thing that is uh, after you finish the first playthrough, all your stuff is kept. So it's like new game plus, but all your progression up to oh. that point is kept. So you're still max level. You still got all the levels on your weapons and stuff like that. So oh, on hard on the hard, on the so hard, you can do hard yeah, on so new you game. Can do plus. hard on new oh, game plus. Oh, yeah. well, that that completely changes the dynamic. <laughs> that mate. makes it a lot easier. But yeah, because uh, you can grind then. I assume if you want. Yeah, to. I mean, I was tempted to. I'm going to see how how well I do with the rest of the trophies, but I'm probably not going to do that, I don't think. Really? I think I'll probably just do one playthrough and then I'll leave it. You, I think you're underestimating how much you're going to enjoy this game, Jay. <laughs> well, I don't know. Actually, weirdly, I think it's probably going to be a bit quicker than I hope it would be. From what that I've is seen true, online, but... a lot of people are completing it in like 30 hours under. But that's like doing yeah, the okay, game so, so I don't know. We were going to talk about the Final Fantasy VII reviews later, but we should put we should talk about it now because it's yeah, topical. it can kind of it can kind of like weave in between what I'm going on about with trophies uh, and achievements. I was going to say about that about get like Final, obviously Final Fantasy XV had a difficulty trophy, but it was a lot easier to do than what this is, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was going to say, you know, do you ever think about achievements and trophies in the way that they deliberately make them harder to get so that you play the game for longer so that you're talking about it more often maybe like the game sort of like can live a bit longer so you're not as you're not you don't feel like you're waiting as long for the next one it's a fantastic question jay yeah so so there's a few views on this okay so you've got the view of all achievements should be obtainable in one playthrough and hopefully none of them are missable. And if they are kind of highlight when the point of no returns are. Okay. Yeah. You've then got the argument of difficulty related achievements. It's fairly common. It does mean that the hardcore players can get rewarded for either playing through the game multiple times or for, you know, being the best difficulty off the bat, which most of the time you have to unlock through a lower difficulty anyway. Mm -hmm. And, there is a certain sense of achievement for that. And like you say, that's where replayability comes in. Mm. So the, what, I, what I would say is that a truly fantastic achievement or trophy list would incorporate all of these views. It would then incorporate gamers' expectations and what the gamers usually do or gamers who like this sort of game usually liked how, like how... I can't speak. Mm. How they usually behave playing this sort of game. Uh-huh. And I'd incorporate all of that, and then I would make the trophy list. So for an RPG, you know, your completionist achievements aren't surprising, 
but I would find them frustrating if it was a long, dreary, overhauled RPG, which was too long and boring, right? I think in the case of Final Fantasy VII, from what I hear, it is shorter than you might expect. However, it sounds like the quality is so high of every Mm. hour you play, you're not going to have an issue with that. Yeah, For me, me, if I played through Final Fantasy VII Remake and I loved the playthrough I did... I would happily do a new game plus on hard mode and get that <laughs> that achievement. Just like I'm trying to think of an example of where I did this. Yeah, sure. Spider Man, dude. Um, Spider Man. Did you do it? Oh, did you I, do that? I did it three or four times. That's just it. So there's there's a trophy on Spider Man for doing it on hard or whatever. Yeah, and then new, game they, plus, new game plus, well, yeah. which they patched in or whatever. So if you've done that, you've definitely got the capacity to do it, mate. Yeah, that's true. Although I did come back to it after a while like i'd finished it once right and then i think about i want to say like almost it maybe like a year later i came back to spider-man did it on hard new game plus and in answer to your question jay that's exactly what they want you to do right yeah you're they right. want it they don't want to put in new game like I, I appreciate when Ratchet and Clank, you know, new game plus is such a uh, an essence of that formula. But I can also appreciate when developers say put in new game pluses for God of War for Spider Man, um, like a few months after it's been out because it will bring players back and they will yeah. think, oh, you know what, my, my trophy things on ninety eight percent now. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just play through it on new game plus on hard and then it'll be clean slate. And I think it's clever. I think you're getting more value from your from your game um but at the end of the day you know i think your concern of is it is it worth it i think it depends on how much you enjoy the game yeah no it definitely it sounds like that yeah <laughs> yeah so i don't know no, if that um, answers your question yeah but... no, that, that actually like that made me think about quite a lot of, quite a lot actually yeah no i think i i have to see how i feel like i think it'll be one of those things where i probably come back to it although knowing that you know how things are going to be. I know that's going to require a lot of time to go yes. back and do all that again. So I've kind you of might have to... it though. You might have the time. Yeah. There might be like a time at Christmas or something or. <laughs> oh, I see. So in your mind, you've already allocated only one. Yeah, play through I, have to, time. I have to add alloc- Yeah. I think because I want to play, I want to finally do final fantasy 13 after I've done this. Right. And I kind of want to do that sooner rather than later, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it's already so probably, think, what, uh, t- 10 years later, but... <laughs> yeah, it's almost like yeah. it's getting there, 2013. When was it released? 2011? Was it 2013? I think so. What, FF13? Uh, no, 2009. Oh, 2009, there you go. Yeah, so uh, mm-hmm. 11 years ago. Wow. Or coming up on it, because it'll be December. Um, well, it's thing, I got to chapter 10 out of, like, 13, so I was almost there. <laughs> Yeah, and you're. Are you gonna? Well, let's talk about that later. Let's talk about that yeah, later. Yeah, let's talk about that later. So, um, and you know, I just thought of a couple of examples. So, one of the examples for me is Max Payne Three. So, I enjoyed the oh, playthrough wow. so yeah, much. I love that game, dude. That's so oh, good, dude. History dip next week. Max Payne Three, baby. Write it down, Jay. Write it down. Okay, I'm writing it. Um. So I love that game so much that I played through it, I think, three times in the end. Wow, um, that's surprising. Yeah, yeah, it surprised me too. Well, to be fair, I think second one was kind of a mop-up of collectibles, of which I remember there being loads on that game. Yeah, I remember And that. then, oh, that might have been the... Well, I think I did one on a harder difficulty as well, but mm-hmm. I, I'll have to check. But 
yeah, just to quickly finish up, I, I, you feel like you've covered it, Jay? Do you want to yeah, discuss yeah. anything else? No, I think uh, I think that's good. I think yeah. Okay, cool. Well, uh, yeah, I've just been oh. one, one quick thing with uh, the reviews of Seven. Yeah. Um, I kind of. Oh wait, so we are mixing the topic. We want to talk about it now. Yeah, no, I just want to say about how. What's your opinion on reviews for games? Do you like knowing the score it's been given before you play it or <clears throat> after? Depends on the game, mate. Because I don't think I want to know what game. Seven's been given yet. <laughs> I wasn't going to tell you. Okay. I for sure thought, though, that you've already checked it since you're looking no. at everything. Weirdly not. I've tried to avoid it as much as I can. So you're you're getting to know everything you can about the game but not learn about the game's reaction. Yeah, I don't want to know about its faults because then that, I, that I have too much of an expectation then. Okay. I yeah. hope I haven't spoiled anything for you then. No, it's all good so far. Okay, cool. All right. I've been I've tried to be very vague. Um yeah, no, I get it. Okay. All right. Well, we'll 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 talk about that in a sec. So, um well, actually, yeah, let's just all right. Final Fantasy VII reviews. Let's just get out of the way then. Mm. Um, I'm not going to say anything. Uh, you know, you clearly... Uh, I'd rather get your take on it a week from now. Yeah. I've heard of a, a lot of the opinions out there. I've heard a lot of people talk about what they think of the game. So I'm interested to see what you think. Yeah, and... I think all I've really... On like a vague sense, all I've really seen is that people enjoyed it. But okay. I haven't I haven't heard anyone criticize it yet. So if I do ever hear that, I want to hear that after I've played it rather than before. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's Understood. it really. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Didn't, didn't really want to hear anyone say anything bad about it. Yeah. No one is allowed well, to say I'm... anything bad about this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Not definitely allowed. a well regarded classic, isn't it? So yeah, exactly. um yeah, so uh, what I'll say then is, you know, we'll talk about your verdict next week. So I imagine you'll, you'd have finished it by then, you absolute hopefully, machine. Yeah, I mean, I'll, hopefully I'll be halfway through 13 at that point. Wow. Whoa, oh my God. My, in my head of, like, of places to be, I kind of want to be. By, oh by, by this time next week, I want to <laughs> hopefully at least start at 13. That's my plan. I can't believe that this game's coming out and you're now prioritizing Final Fantasy 13, Jay. I'm actually That's kind of I, I wanted to see if I could complete 13 in between 15 and 7, but then I thought I want to give it more time. Yeah, I kind of want to. Don't, I don't, don't want to. But don't you want to give 7 the credit it's due if it is due that credit before getting back into 13? Because then you'll look back on 7 and be like, oh, I wish I did that second playthrough. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well,. Yeah, I'm excited to see what you think next week. Yeah, man. I think I'm so fascinated by everyone's response to this, and I think we'll have a lot more to talk about next week on it, but um, it's been a fascinating process, is what I'll say um, to that. So I've been, as I discussed last week, Jay, I've been playing Skyrim. Yeah. Um, I've got a bit to talk about in this respect. So start playing it, back in love with it, as I said to you. I have this com- constant back and forth in my brain of, oh, no, there's too much in this game. Just stop doing it. There's no point. There's too much. You'll never finish it all. And then the other half of, no, you're enjoying every moment, like every second. Just keep playing. Keep playing. Don't worry about the, the end goal. Just keep playing it. You're enjoying the moment-to-moment gameplay. Okay. And I have this constant battle in my mind. Oh, um, yeah, okay. I have it's, like, it's like you said. Of, I've played it so much now that it just becomes a blur and it's not really doing anything for me, but it kind of is doing something for me. Uh-huh. And 
what it is is that I'm now polishing up the achievements I never got, so the DLCs. Uh, I, I mentioned it before. I'm getting all the achievements on Skyrim 360 version. So what I did was I got all the Hearth Fire ones, so that's the house build and DLC. I've mopped that up. I've got three houses, all nice. wings on them. Good stuff. That's <laughs> good. where I hit my glitch before and I rage quit. Oh, so that's good. That's out of the way. So I've now finished all the Dawn... Well, apart from one achievement, all the Dawn Guard achievements. So that's the vampire one. Okay. So... Well, I'll quickly say about this, Jay, because I know that you said, oh, yeah, that's cool. So I'm, uh, I, I've grinded both the werewolf and vampire uh, achievement, which is get 11, per- like max out the perk yeah, tree on them. Out, yeah. And I can safely say that they're better than I remember. Controlling yeah. vampire is way more fun. Dude. Um, so good. But they both look really cool. And I'll also say that you realize how fragile the world is when you make a set, like a buff save, and you just kill five. It, I had to kill almost every city each time to get the full perk tree. Mm-hmm. And it makes you realize how um, fragile Skyrim is to just destroying so many NPCs that have so many quests. You just, just kill them. Just kill them where they stand. Um, yeah. yeah, but that, that was fun. A bit grindy. <laughs> a bit, bit mad there, dude. Mate, it it was just it was a you know like Blinded when you rage. I've just killed everyone. There's like nothing left in the game apart from Ulfric Stormcloak. Um, so that was fun. So I did that, and I can safely say, Jay, that the quests in Dawnguard are really boring, mate. Yeah. I think there's a lot to like about that DLC. I like the Vampire Castle. I like the Werewolf and Vampire transformations. I like the Dawnguard Fortress. I like some of the other stuff they put in, um, you know, like materials and stuff. But generally speaking, it's really boring, I find. I'm obviously coming to it eight years too late, but sure. I, find it really, I found it really boring. So that's mopped up. I did this quest as well on that achievement list, which took forever Okay, and that, that was then? not fun. Lost to the ages. It was horrible. What I had to go to five different dwarven ruins. Yeah, I and think get I remember this, this. A material, and then go to a forge and get this thing. And that was before I went before to get this ghost. So I had like a total of six different places I had to go to, and it was nuts. And it was just, it was possibly the longest quest I've done on Skyrim. The more you talk about Skyrim, the more I kind of want to play it. You know. Jay, don't do it. Don't do not, it. Not to okay. like 100%, but just to like fall around in, just to like, you know. <sighs> Final Fantasy First, dude, it's got to be on your priority list, okay? It is I'm massively, a good but... I'm, on a, I'm a good friend. I'm not going to let you sabotage this. Yeah, I think I have it on, on one, so I might play the one version. <laughs> oh, well, do, do you Final Fantasy? Let me know if you do, though. Yeah, I'll, do, I'll do 7, I'll do 13, I'll take my time on those, and then if, I, if okay, I'm cool. still in the mood... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give I'd love to know what you think of it. Um, and, and also let me know what you think of the you know the special edition graphics, if you've got it. So yeah. um, so I'm now on the Dragonborn DLC, so the last yeah. DLC. So I've got one other achievement in Dawnguard, which is kill a legendary dragon. No legendary dragon appears before level 78, so this is where the main grind comes in. I'm level 62, so that means oh. I've got to get, what, 4 to 16 levels? That's a lot before... of levels. That high, exactly, like, that high up, that's a lot, yeah. That's exactly... So, so what that means is I'm going to finish Dragonborn DLC, okay? A whole separate island called Salt. I'm going to finish all that, okay? I'm going to finish it all, get all the achievements. And by the way, as far as I'm aware, I've played it for about three hours now. Best DLC by a mile. Um, okay, good. 
So I'm going to finish all that, see what level I'm at. Hopefully I'm about at least 70, hopefully. Oh, I've got yeah. a new build now from making some of my skills legendary where I, I'm actually, that's what's making me love the game is that I've learned how to play the, so, okay. This, okay. I know I'm dragging on Jay. No, so I, good. I, I like apologize, to hear this. this is good. I've realized that I've been playing Skyrim wrong for 10 years. Okay. You're really piquing my interest now. What do you mean? Good. Okay. So without getting too specific here, my usual character is a sneaky archer yep. who is so undetectable and does so much critical damage and is on such a low difficulty that he just goes in a place, crouches everywhere, kills everyone with his bow and arrow before anyone sees him, and that's how he plays the game. Okay? Do you ever do backstabs with like a poison dagger and get like times 10 critical or whatever it is? Um, not usually. Like I will do a dagger times 6 or whatever it was. Six. I think it's times 6, yeah. Yeah. But like so usually, usual stuff. I never, I, 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 my usual thing on that is sneaky, backstab, poison dagger, time six critical, and then just get out of there. Incredible. But then well, we play very that, similar. Then that then obviously goes to, you know, crap. Once someone notices you, and then you can't actually do any damage because you've just got this one dagger that poisons them. Exactly. And now you're running around trying to survive as best you can. <laughs> <laughs> and then it all goes to exactly. crap. Exactly. So yeah. this kind of leads on to. So I kept looking at videos online. I'm like, how are they able to fight these enemies on Adept? Like, I don't... I, I've literally got the same spells, the same gear. I just... what? I can't fathom how they're doing this. Okay, what have you figured so out? I look, so, like, I've got a fresh mind. I'm, I'm, I'm on Skyrim for, like, the first time in four years. I'm completely fresh mind. I'm using up resources. I don't care anymore. I'm not a hoarder. Oh, I'm, I'm yeah. using up things, okay? I'm looking at the perk tree in a whole new way. And... I, for whatever reason, completely wrote off the first perk in every tree. Okay. So okay. if you don't know, right, the first perk in most skill trees on Skyrim is, um, for example, one-handed is one-handed does 20% more damage. These can, most of them can stack up about five ranks. So overall you can do 100% more damage, i.e. twice as much damage. Yeah. For whatever reason... I had never invested in these ranks. You joking? So, I'm not joking, That's Jay. Weird. Okay. Oh, I know. Right. Okay. So I kept playing the sneaky arch build and I was on like novice because I literally couldn't kill anyone on any other difficulty. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I promise you. And I, you know, I realized I was like, oh my God, why have I only got 20% archery damage when I'm an archer? This is absolutely nuts. Yeah. So I made some of my skills legendary. So like, for example, pickpocketing, lock picking, um, sneak, all, all legendary, um, one-handed, legendary. So legendary, I've got... do you mean just like max level? Yeah, so it's level 100 and then you make it legendary, puts it back to 15 and you get all the perks back. Oh, I didn't know this. Okay. Yeah, so I, it's kind of like a new game plus that. on your skills. It's, okay. it's a new game plus a new skill. So, so it, makes you, it makes it more powerful somehow? It doesn't, but you can gain experience in that skill again. So the idea is that you can level up using that skill again. You get all the perks back. So what I... So, so okay. So you can then reinvest the perks in things that will, you know, change your character completely. Uh, okay. So it's like a prestige so, almost. Yeah. 
Okay. So like you could just leave all the perks and just save it for when you level up the skill again and get all your perks back, right? Yeah. Um, but the idea is that you make it legendary, you get your perks back, you then, because you love that skill so much, you then level it up again to help you level up and get more perks. And with the leftover perks you have from getting all the perks back from making it legendary, so you've got all the perks from the tree back, because it's gone back to 15, um, you should then invest it in other skills which you need. So that's exactly what I did. I made my blocking better. I made my one-handed better. I made my archery better. So I, it doesn't um, reset the one you did in Legendary, you know? What do you mean, sorry? So like, let's say, so what's the max level on a skill? It's 100, right? 100, yeah. Okay, so let's say you get to 100 on Sneak. Yeah. You've now, legend, you've now made that Sneak Legendary, and it's gone down to 15. Yeah. Do you yeah. still have all the perks ticked off, no, no, or no. they reset? No, no, no. They all they all reset. That's what that's what where so you, you get all the perk points back. Right. Okay. So you get them all back from the tree because they were in the tree. But now your build isn't a sneaky build anymore. Correct. But with- however, however, How, yeah, I have all the equipment needed to be at least like you know fifty percent efficient at a sneak build anyway. Okay. So I've got. I've got the Guildmaster boots. I've got the sneak ring. I've got the sneak necklace. So if I really want to, I can be sneaky again so and get all my skills. But not. It's like. Do you only do like it if you wanna? If you wanna change up your build, is that basically what it is? Well, I didn't think it was. I thought the purpose of it was you enjoy these skills so much, you want to reset them so you can keep getting like keep get leveling up from using them. Because well, like when when they're a hundred, <laughs> well, when they're a hundred, well, yeah, exactly. Because okay. when they're a hundred, you can't you can't Is get you can't level up from them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. So it's all that's why I reset lock picking because every time I was opening a chest, I wasn't getting anything for it. Right. Okay. So and I've I've got enough lock picks to last a lifetime, so there's no real loss for me there. I can lock pick any chest I want. It'll just be a little bit harder now. Okay. So. So the and then the second idea is you can change your build. I didn't completely change my build. I made my build so that I can actually play the bloody game. So, as I said, I reinvested in all these skills, and most importantly, I reinvested in restoration. And now yeah, I can actually I can actually heal myself, and it's <laughs> unbelievable. So that's I what I did on my I want to say second or third playthrough. I discovered spells. I was like, oh, magic's a thing. <laughs> exactly. I, my, exactly. my main thing, well, I forget which tree it is, but what's the spells that allow you to reinforce your like defense? Alteration? Alteration, yeah, I think that might have yeah. been it. I did that, I did yeah. like, a, like a, a really tanky uh, build that, with all magic stuff, so I could basically just get more tanky, essentially. I, could, I never died, yeah. it was great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and like you say, magic completely changes that game, and I'm always averse to magic, I'm always put off by it. Yeah, you but- me, I'm too. Um, it, it it's completely it's changed boring, the way I play really, the game. Like, exactly. I'm on. Ball. It's just like, oh god, boring. Exactly. We're swinging a sword. Come on. So, <laughs> so yeah. now I am. I'm level sixty-two. I've never had more fun in years, and I can safely, hand on my heart, say that I'm playing on adept for the first time ever. Which is and I, the harder one, right? It's like it's basically so. There's like five difficulty seconds. It's basically medium five oh, difficulty okay. seconds. Sure. Basically, so you've got novice, apprentice, adept, something like expert, and then legendary or something, or like expert, master, legendary or something like that. Okay. Um, 
So it's like it's it's normal, but it's <laughs> better, better than I've been doing, and I'm thoroughly enjoying the fact that I've learned how to play the game. So, so it got too easy for you, and you just wanted to make it more of a challenge. So you're saying, yeah, and I want to make it a challenge so that I can actually play the game rather than just die over and over again. Okay, good. That was the predicament I was in. Was that I could kill anyone in one shot. But any actual fights with my sword, I just kept dying or had right, to use so 100 you, potions. You were like a glass cannon in that way then. Uh, what am I now? No, I said, <laughs> I said you were like a glass cannon. What do you mean? You never heard that term before? I have. I don't know what it means. Okay, I'm trying to think where that... Uh, it's like, I guess RPGs, like glass cannon basically means you're all attack but no defense. Like you, you're, oh, a, you're yeah. a, like literally a glass cannon. Like you shoot, you do a lot of damage, but the minute you're whacked, you just shatter. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, oh, exactly that. Yeah. That's what I was. Yeah. And now I'm, you know, a, a, a safely sustainable, ca- sustainable cannon with, with, you know, iron bearings. I feel like you kind of have to balance that stuff out. You either do a lot of damage and you aren't tanky, or you're really tanky and you do no damage. Like there's, you have to either find the middle ground. Or go to one yeah. of the extremes, don't you? So, yeah, absolutely. I found the middle ground. Um, so, and you prefer the middle ground, do you? Oh, by a mile, mate. Okay, good. Uh, by a mile. Um, so, with my rant over, thank you for uh, indulging me there, Jay. Um, I'm also playing a game called Gris. Yeah, this this I'm... is confusing me because I haven't even googled it. What is this? Google it, mate. Okay, it's a very artsy. Uh, three to six <gasps> hour. Whoa! Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I like the art. Like, oh, this is so you, dude. Oh, what's that <laughs> I thought game? It, uh, Hang on, what's that game on. that you played? Oh, is it Glory something or like? Um, yeah, I remember you trying to get hundred percent on it on Xbox. Is it Light? Okay. Light something? Light of Glory? Child of Light? Child, that might be it. There we go. Child of Light. <laughs> oh, Jay. There we go. Reminded me of that. Jay, talk is. about. There it is. Oh, talk about one of my favourite games ever. Yeah, I've never played it. I've seen it. Oh, Jay. And oh, I love like it. But I've never. As I think, these type. I don't. Is it like a 2D oh. side screen? It's a little bit like Ori in the yeah. thing, right? Ori in the forest? Ori in the blind forest. It's um, way more minimalist. Yeah. Way I, more I, I've noticed you've started to... Oh, I thought you started to. I think you've probably always had this, but you like the 2D artistic kind of atmospheric style games, right? I do. I do like atmospheric. I do. I like an art game. are amazing on these games, aren't they? Oh, Jay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Child of Light soundtrack is incredible. As soon as I saw the artwork for Gris, I was like, "Yep, I remember this. I remember seeing this." When did it come out? Oh, good question. A couple of years ago, uh, I think. Uh, December thirteenth of December two thousand eighteen. Yeah, and it is yeah. a ten out of ten on Steam. It's a five star rating. It is like, yeah, what it was. It was one of the most revered type of these games in, the, in a while since maybe kind of gone home journey. So I wanted to check oh, it out yeah, and yeah, yeah. I'm probably just over halfway through, I think, mm-hmm. and I'll let you know when I finish it, but I'll finish it this week. And I, I haven't really got many thoughts on it because I haven't finished it. And a lot of these games don't make sense until you finish it. I was going to say, so, yeah, usually the story is, if, if there is any story, I imagine there is something going on. I So the only story I could tell you right now is my interpretation. Aside from that, I can safely tell you, Jay, there has been literally no story whatsoever 
Hmm, I don't know if I want to tell you this. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Oh, no, it's just like... Don't do no, it. No, it's not. It's like all it is is that Gris means no. something in a different language. No, 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 yeah, I think don't if you saw it, it might it might destroy the thing. So don't look it up. <laughs> Whatever you do, I'm, I'm going to go straight to it right now. Yeah, no, um, it's 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 cool. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's cool. Good. So I'll let I'll let you know about that. Okay. Um, also, Jay, just aside, I got put on furlough today. Oh, today. So, okay. Um, so I am going to be bashing through these games. Uh, okay. So you might you might be on a J level of speed. Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Okay, so you might finish Skyrim a lot sooner than you uh, thought, I imagine. Oh, hopefully end of this week, uh, end of next week. Whereas if you hadn't been on furlough, it probably would have been, what, two weeks? Minimum. Minimum, there we go, okay. Yeah, yeah. Jay. So without further ado, shall we move to Louis Huey and the news? Wow. <laughs> sure. <laughs> What's the guy's name? What, Louis Huey and Dewey? Louis... <laughs> Is it Dewey? <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? I was talking about the band Huey Lewis and the News. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Are you talking about, are you talking about the, the cartoon dogs? Um, hang on. No, that's Donald Duck, aren't they? They're his. Uh... Donald Duck. Jesus yeah, Christ. no, I'm pretty sure they're his. Oh, are they his children? No, they're his nephews. Yeah, Donald's Donald Duck. Ne- oh Duck's right, nephews. okay. I was yeah, talking about you know the you know, Back to the Future Power of Love. Sure. Yeah. Um, Don't need money. You I know what I'm you laugh at that. Yeah. Man. That was, that was Mate, that was hilarious. Oh, God. Oh, oh, right, so there's someone we, who uh, looks like you. What Donald Duck? No, oh, damn it! Oh, Steve Carell. You look like Steve Carell. Do you think? I think you do. Really? Like, if, like clean shaven. I think you look like Steve Carell a little bit. Dude, I was Steve Carell. The, the American one, just to what I watched oh, it, yeah. just to watch it because it's funny, and yeah. I watched it from the beginning again. This morning, I was like, "Oh, Nick looks like Steve Carell, like young Steve Carell." I appreciate that. I might have to look this up, like him, like very young, and just see if he looks he, even more like you. He does like, have so quite many strong people nose. who look like you. You do realize that? You what? Sorry, I'm gonna have to like make a. <laughs> I'm gonna have to like make a compilation of people who look like you because there's so many people who I see on TV or like films and stuff. <laughs> I go, "Hang on, is that Nick?" Is Nick in a movie all of a sudden? Like, what happened? Wait, Steve Carell is one of the funniest 
actors ever. Four-year-old virgin is genius. Absolute genius. I tell you what, Steve Carell looks like a good mixture between you and your brother. Yeah, yeah, like, that makes here. sense. Yeah, 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 because he's got the tidiness. Yeah, I get that. Hang on, I'm I have to just I have to quickly send. Oh, here we go. I'll just quickly Photoshop your. No, 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 no. Let's just let's just back up. Go on a bit of a tangent. This is a fun tangent. Okay, all right, yeah, I'm on. I'm on board. I'm. I've got the row. What you call it? The oar. I've got the oar in hand. Seen your face necessarily. In a while, in, correct. Just that's not true. We FaceTime. Well, we like... did, but I mean, like face to face. Okay. For, sure. I know the last time I saw you face to face. Can I guess? I'm trying to remember exactly when it was. I'm have to go well, back. To I think I know when it is because I thought about it this morning in the shower. That's a weird thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> I think about it a lot in the shower. Yeah, no, I um, do. Yeah, I think uh, I have it. Yeah, July 2014. Yeah. Wow. That is a lifetime ago. That was, yeah, I think that was the last time. Although it might have been after that because I remember taking a photo. When did we when did we meet up in a in the pub near Leisha's house? That was after that, wasn't it? I honestly can't remember, mate. Yeah. I, I don't that, remember I don't remember that. Yeah, me, you, Ben, Leash, Rosie. Raph, we all met up in the pub, and I can't remember why. I think it might have been. I, it might, think, I think it was before. Was it before Ben's uh, birthday? That sounds about right. Yeah. yeah so whenever that was, yeah. that might have been like a year later, like March right. twenty fifteen or something. Did you I, leave early? No, no. I think I was one of the. Me and Will were the last people to leave. I think. Right. Well, we leave <gasps> it does out. look like a mixture of B and L. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Isn't that creepy? I oh, even got the wonky eye like I've got. Oh, exactly, oh, wow. dude. Crikey. Also, I didn't actually realise I had a kind of wonky eye until oh, sometimes I, I... <laughs> Well, you've got one. Yeah, definitely. Fair, fair. Shall we um shall we talk about Huey then, Jay? Yeah, shall we um okay yeah. so I don't want to keep talking too much, Jay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna lay out the news stories, and I'm just gonna ask for your thoughts on them. Okay. okay. Um, so do you on our doc, Jay? Do you know apart from the last one? Do you know about any of these other two? Yeah. So the middle one, no. Top one, a little bit. Bottom one, a little bit. Okay. Fine. So first story I want to talk about: gearbox bonuses apparently reportedly snuffed yeah tell so, explain to me what this is so um over that. at kotaku jason schreier very very famous games journalist has all the the downloads and all the game studios and delays and um cancellations and all that kind of stuff and and work um crunch and all that stuff so he wrote an article reporting so yeah i mean look if i get any of this wrong like i get it wrong the article's there for reference mm. but from what i can tell um every quarter or something like that the gearbox staff get a bonus and because uh because battleborn hadn't hit as hard as they hoped and oh, the game dude, before that i'm putting that <clears> on the list <laughs> oh, God. i need to talk about that game 
and uh, another game didn't hit as hard or something like that. Their bonuses weren't quite as lucrative. But to be fair, it's the scheme is something like when the company makes enough money back, like when it makes the cost of the game back, the rest of it basically goes to the staff for bonuses. Yeah, I think I've heard of this before, actually. I remember so them talking about it. It's quite lucrative, lucrative if it works, right? So basically what happened was, from my, what I can tell from the article, is that Borderlands 3 took a little longer than expected. It was a bit yeah. more expensive that they expected mm-hmm. and instead of telling the staff of the expectations of the bonus they got told like a day or so before that actually that expectation is completely wrong and it's going to be a lot lower than you think okay uh, and that's because the game was more expensive than you think etc etc so that's kind of what i can tell from the article okay. the main issue i can tell is that um, the company should be made more transparent with the workers because a lot of them said that they were expecting it and they were making plans around it. Um, so I would suggest that, you know, if this is true, Gearbox be more transparent with their bonuses. What do you think, Jay? Uh, I'm kind of glad you asked, actually. This is quite interesting. So from what that sounds like, I mean, they obviously, I imagine before these bonuses, they get paid what they're supposed to get paid anyway, right? Correct. Yeah, okay. normal so if you're getting given like oh, that, to me, it kind of sounds a bit privileged. Uh huh. Like you can get told by a company you work for that you're getting a bonus, but I never expect anything than what I'm getting paid already out of a, yeah. out of a job. If someone if someone at my work said, "Oh, we're going to be giving you a bonus of this much," I I'd, I'd, I'd never think in my head I'm getting it. Like to me, mm-hmm. that's way too unrealistic. So like anything, like they could give me an extra pound, and that'd be okay, fine, whatever, right? But like, if I feel like that seems like really like uppity and a bit snobbish to think that you'd actually get a lot of money back as a bonus. Like, are they? Do they? So is the problem that? So you're saying, are you are you more annoyed at the fact that they weren't as transparent about the exact number? So. Firstly, I think you're absolutely spot on, Jay. I would yeah. also That's see so the exact. Bad. I would see. I I I would always, as you say, expect nothing. Yeah, expect and nothing, ever. So that anything's a, a, a surprise. Yeah. To be fair, from what it sounds like, it sounds like that these bonuses are very much a part of the culture and a part of the promise of working there. Yeah. That's so weird. it's kind of like commission, right? It's kind like, of like yeah, yeah, you okay. get into the job and you. This is what happens. So kind is of it, thing. Is it a bit more expected? Is that what you mean? Yeah, I like, think so. It's almost like a given. Like it's it's like yeah, exactly. Or at least that, it sounds like it sounds like they were told to expect a significant bonus, and we're talking like triple figures, if not like seven figures. Wait, no, that's not what no. I meant at all. I meant six figures, if not seven. Okay, that's kind of the that's kind of what I'm getting from the article. Okay, okay, and then. It sounds so. So, what I want to be clear is, I'm not. I don't. We're neither of us are contributing to the very standard reaction of, oh my god, like gamer staff are being snubbed and you know they're working like ridiculous hours and they're not getting paid for it and all all of that noise. We're not no. contributing to that noise. We don't. We're not going to contribute it's to that noise because we don't make a lot of money. That's why. <laughs> that's true. That's like, true. We don't make. We don't make that amount of money ever like that's that's ridiculous money 
Yeah, so I guess the, the point is is that like their salaries are fairly good, hopefully anyway. Yeah. So yeah, what what are your thoughts on being disappointed by the bonus being lower than they thought a couple of days or a day or on the day that they were supposed to get the bonus? I think you can you can relate this to people who have a lot of money tend to once they're in that world for long enough see tend to expect more from the world than what they should interesting in terms of like expectations like i think once you hit a certain bracket of how much you make you tend to think you're a lot better than people who don't make as much as you and you can you can even relate that to like having just slightly more than someone else right so i kind of feel like Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, to them, they probably think they're thinking the right thing of, oh, I definitely should have been given this much. But to people who will never ever get close to that amount, then they should. It sounds to me like they're not being very humble. <laughs> yeah. So I'm kind of with like two minds. Like I can't yeah. I get where you're coming from. But to be fair, these people may be very humble. It's just that they, you know, they 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 just kind of got told to expect a bonus, so they kind of wanted it. Like, and I think that's fair. I think um, people shouldn't ever trust what they hear that much. I think they're too trusting. Sounds like to me. Well, to be fair, yeah, but I, to be another element that I should have spoken about is the fact that they say that a lot of their justification of crunch and stuff comes from this promise of a bonus. Oh, I so see. it makes it, it so makes they, it easier. It's sort of like a like a motivation type thing. Exactly. And now they feel like all that hard work's gone to nowhere. Well, not nowhere, but like less value. Just I guess less you than could what argue. they, yeah, less than what they thought. Okay, yeah, yeah. no, I guess they, I've actually had this even with like smaller things, like yeah, I'm told about you know at work, like it's we're going to be we we'll finished by a certain time, right? And then you know, think plans change, things you know maybe go wrong or slightly differently than you expect, and you ter- you tends it turns out you're home three or four hours longer than or after you thought you were going to be home, right? Yeah, I guess you could. That's like the small version of what this is. But, you know, this is that times you know a thousand or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. when it comes to money, it's obviously more of a livelihood thing. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's almost and, almost like their trophy. Like they they've won their award. They've got their reward for what they have put back into it. So yeah, I can see it from that perspective. And I imagine if I was in it, I would feel exactly like they were. But from being looking from the outside in. I guess you could say there's like a slight bit of jealousy from me in that, you know, I wish that was me kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And a point that, you know, last point from me is that I think there is an element of people should take value in, in their value. And we oh. don't see that enough. And if they do think that they, their value is equal to that of their, you know, their bonus and how much they put into the game, then I've got to respect that because I don't know it. Um, but, I do think that there is a lack of people taking value in themselves and how much they can contribute to companies, especially amidst all of this like CEO executive um, hatred culture of bonuses and all that kind of stuff. Um, amidst this that culture, I think people are scared to stand up for their value of what they think they you know oh, should get paid to contribute yeah. to. Yeah, and I think that's bad. I think we should, you know, take some some pride in how much value we have and how much our skill set and knowledge is worth. So, but so, yeah, do do we want to say anything else, Jay? Yeah, and no, I I feel I can relate with that, especially with work. Like you know, you, sometimes you feel a bit underappreciated, but then all of a sudden you get 
you know, a reward from it, whatever it may be. And you're like, oh, they actually do, you know, I'm I'm being shown that I'm valued here. So yeah, uh, that's their yeah. version of that, I suppose. Yeah, just on a much, you know, much higher degree than <laughs> anyone like me or you would uh, ever experience, I guess. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. I, I I can relate somewhat. So. And to stay on the Borderlands 3 topic, I wanted mm. to give a shout out to Borderlands 3 and Gearbox for doing this really cool thing. So there are programs like this out there, but it's super cool to see this. So what they've done is they've teamed up with scientists and they've made a mini game which will help produce different scenarios of like genomes and stuff. Mm. So when gamers complete this puzzle, this pu- this mini puzzle game located on Sanctuary 3 um, in the game, they're essentially helping contribute to solving um, any, I think it was gut-related health issues, so like d- uh, diseases and depression and all this kind of stuff. They're helping contribute that by testing out these different genome results. Like, check it out. I'm not a scientist, all right? <laughs> but... Basically, what you can do is, as a gamer, you can go play this mini game and you can help uh, efforts of like scientists helping solve really big diseases. And I thought that was awesome. Oh, I've wow. never seen anything yeah. like that in video games, as far as I'm aware. But that's really, really cool, and I wanted to give a shout out to it. Um, it was presented on YouTube, the YouTube video by um, Malik, mm, Amy Malik. What's her name? Um, the woman off Big Bang Theory. She, um, um, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean, yeah, yeah. Alma Malik. I, I, I yeah, she's actually she's got uh masters and doctorates and you know, PhDs, yeah, she's a smart lady, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a really cool lady, really presentable. Um, she's a really good and you know, entertainer slash presenter, so that's cool. And um, mm. so I want to give that a shout out, mate. So if you, I haven't checked out yet, I meant to check out before the show, but I haven't, so I'll probably check it out this week and uh, let you let you all know what we think. But yeah, feel free to check it out, mate, as well if you want to. It sounds really cool. Yeah, I've just now Googled it. It looks interesting. Looks it is te- interesting, mate. <laughs> yeah, I'm not very good at Tetris, yeah. so we'll, we'll see how it goes. But um, yeah. let's let's finish the news with the most important slash shocking revelation of the week, Jay. Yeah. I saw it on my Twitter, well, no, on my Google News feed, and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. The PS5 controller has been revealed. Jay, mm. take me through it, please. Okay, like in what way? What do you mean the <laughs> Jay, you've completely ruined the momentum. No, it's fine. Uh, no, okay. what, um, so what's it called, Jay? Do you know what it's called? Uh, what do you mean the controller? I think it's, it's the yeah. Dual Sense. The Dual Sense. Yeah. So no more, no longer Dual Shock. A while ago. No longer Dual Shock Four or Five. It is now the Dual Sense. I remember hearing about the details of this a, a long time ago. I don't know. It might have been in like a keynote speech or something at like was one of the re- previous. The one? No, I think it was one of like years ago, like an E3 or something. Okay. I, I, there's the specifics of that being like when you pull on the trigger, you can almost feel the tension of like a bowstring when you pull it back. Like if you're playing. Uh, this is not the. It's just the PlayStation like Elite controller or whatever they want yeah, to call it. Yeah, I think it. Uh, they had a similar thing actually with the maybe the Xbox Elite one. I'm not yeah, sure. um, it might have been either you know either one of them. But regardless, I remember this being like a a feature on a previous controller that maybe didn't ever come out. And it sounds to me like this is the controller they've finally figured out how to do it. 
Yeah, I know what like, you're saying. I can't some remember some exactly some where. Sort of tension thing in there that makes it feel. Yeah, a lot yeah, more. yeah. Yeah. So what do you? So what do you think of the look of it, Jay? I like it. I like it a lot. I like. I, also I like it. I like a a chunky controller. I mean, a lot of people are comparing it to the Xbox One controller and the Series X controller. And to be clear here, Jay, I think that the Xbox controller, uh, Xbox Elite, I think the Xbox One slash Elite slash Series X controller is and will be the best controller ever made. Okay. For, like uh, you know, up, up until now, I'm sure it can be improved upon. Um, what, what do you think about? The PS5's look and feel, from what you can tell, I think a lot of got people were hand. confused at why it was white initially. Uh, I mean, it's got to mean the PS5's white, right? Well, no, because I've seen the fully black version of the PS5 controller as well. Like, it's not just in white. I think they just showed that just to sort of. Isn't that a Photoshop though? Is that not a Photoshop thing? Uh, it could have been. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's true. It could have been. I think I don't know what what they're trying to go for if it is white. I think they might have been trying to like maybe maybe like a half and half with the original PlayStation One controller because that was obviously yeah, like yeah. kind of like grayish type of color, wasn't it? So yeah. maybe they've gone yeah. a bit retro and like you know made it feel a bit more <laughs> like that. I don't know. It definitely yeah, looks. It's ch- I'd say it's the chunkiest controller. Like it's obviously their thickest yeah. one. Like PlayStation controllers are known for being quite skinny and weird looking in comparison, whereas Xbox Ones are always known for being quite fat. So. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I like it. I I think it, you know it looks fine. It looks normal. Like controller to controller, as long as it works, I'll I'll use it. You know. Okay, I'm I'm much more specific, Jay. Um, I don't like the PS3 controller. I hated the PS3 controller. In fact, I like yeah, the no, PS4, PS3 was a awful. lot more. PS4. Was I amazing. don't. I don't have a problem with the touchpad as and, and light bar. I never look at the light bar, by the way, on the PS4. I don't know why they exist. Um, um and. Yeah. I, I never. Um, I, I don't mind the touchpad. I actually quite enjoy that as a menu button on the PS4. Oh, I actually prefer uh, it. Much prefer it. Yeah, I, I quite like it. It's like it's I like a big style. Had one. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree. Um, it's a lot easier to hit. <laughs> so Xbox. The biggest issue for me is the PS4 controller has no battery life whatsoever. It's in. It's. it's yeah. Crazy it's, it's bad. Not great. So. To me, initial reactions from this controller, I'm like, again, I'm having that Series X reaction where I'm like, that looks like the future to me. Yeah, no, that, I agree. It's, it, it, it looks so similar to the Series X controller with the curved top right, bottom right, left, like kind of shape. Yeah, um, it's got this slight it, point to it in the corner. Yes. And it almost feels like it's sort of almost like calf at the top, but still curves a little bit, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's and definitely different. It's just that, you know, controllers can't really get much different in shape anyway. Exactly. I think That's they've really already thing. done... I, I think that they're kind of reaching the optimum controller. I don't think there's too much uh, revelation. I'd say the biggest difference is, is where the, the joysticks are, right? Because obviously the D-pad is on the lower part for the Xbox, but on the higher part for the, the PlayStation. That's right. Yeah. And I've never, I've never actually had too much of an issue going back and forth between... Neither have I. I. I think I actually prefer the PlayStation one overall. Well, the new one or the one at the moment? The one, the play, the PS4 one. I think I prefer. Like, I like the joysticks being at the bottom. See, I prefer the Xbox joysticks. Yeah. No, I. I don't know why. I. I it always used to be the other way around. I think because I obviously used it more often, and it's now the same with the. 
PlayStation, I obviously use it more often. Need to get you back on the Xbox, mate. Need to well, get no, you back. On I the can Xbox. jump back and forth so quickly. That's the thing. I don't really feel much of a difference, to be honest. I'm well. What I'm thinking, Jay, is you know, if we're gonna stream and do let's plays, we're we're almost definitely need, gonna need you to be on the Xbox. Oh, um, I know. <laughs> but no, I'll, I'll I'll no point. I think we're that. both gonna have both, aren't we? I'll we're both no, gonna have both. I'll have no issue. You know, they they both they they're basically the same to me. Although yeah, I, sure. I, I weirdly I feel like a sense of with PlayStation and Xbox, there's like a sense of class that comes with PlayStation. Like it feels quite like it feels to me like the PlayStation is the is the suited up guy who goes to work, whereas the Xbox is the guy in the boots and the and <laughs> the hard hat. If that makes sense, <laughs> like Xbox kind of feels like a working man's console. Whereas the PlayStation feels like the businessman's console. I get what you're saying. I agree with the PlayStation analogy. I think Xbox is trying to have their first suit fitted. Yeah, they really are, but they, they don't fit. Their belly's poking well, out the bottom. To be fair... <laughs> That's what it kind the of bottom's like sticking out as they yeah, bend over. Yeah, exactly. To be fair, to be fair Xbox does have the best hardware on the market right now mm. in terms of power and like you mean um, for the new gen- generation or you mean the current one well well, the current xbox one x is is more powerful than ps4 pro mm. and they've got the best controller on the market the elite controller i think that's pretty much like sure. done yeah. and dusted mm-hmm. and the xbox one x is tiny oh you mean the the the, the latest generation or do you mean so, the Series X? No, no, the One X. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's tiny. Because obviously, the you mean the more recent version? Because the original version is yeah. quite quite big, isn't it? Mine's the, still the old one. Mine's the twenty. Oh yeah, no, the original Xbox One is a joke. How Mine's big like it is. the day yeah. one, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Type situation. So, yeah. Day one editions—they're a weird thing, aren't they? Like, do you, I mean, do you to buy me into that? Not, because it, you know. Oh, you mean like you, the idea of it? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Um. Do you like it? Do you like? Do you take pride in having day one edition and all that stuff? I think I did when it first came out, but now I'm not too fussed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel that 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 kind of uh, that that sensation kind of left quite quickly. Yeah, I'd say you, this um this controller Jay has given me you know the 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 anticipation and excitement that this thing is actually coming, okay. and we're about to both be. Um, actively participating in this new console generation launch cycle. And we have never, one, we've never been at this age and financially independent enough to actually buy both these consoles if we want to. Two, two, we are actively and live commenting on this, the, you know, as it's happening as gaming commentators or whatever you want to call it. And that is so exciting. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree. It's uh, it's a weird, it's a weird time to be in, I suppose, for us this specific time. But, you, are you um, not excited, excited, dude? I'm, I'm really excited, man. I am, but I find it difficult to show. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Like in the way, I'm excited, but I don't think I'll be. I'm not as excited now as I would be at the day it comes. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, of the course, day it's here, I'm going to be a lot more. But like, I'm not. I'm usually think, be up to it. I'm not as much. You, you, I think we're both. Um, conservative in that we you know we just dull all expectations so we don't really believe we're going to have it until it's in our room in I a think box you can say we've we've sort of developed this technique almost when it comes to any level of entertainment we know not to get too excited about it because if it's a if it's a flop and a letdown 
then all that hype wasn't really worth it. Exactly. Whereas if you're just sort of quite nonchalant about it, and yet you go in expecting you're not too much, and then it's all the better, then you're you know it's all much more worth it. Absolutely. So that's kind of how I am. Absolutely. I don't know. I sort of default to that now. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my, my body sort of just doesn't really tend to get excited too much but it just depends i suppose on time of day or <laughs> or what day it is you know day to day it'll, it'll change i'm sure yeah i agree and uh, we'll, i could all know, of a we'll sudden wake it. up tomorrow and be like super excited you know yeah and we'll take it as it comes but it it's, comes, exactly. it's, it's still an exciting prospect and I think we're, we are measuring, you know, when that dude, when that conference happens and we have a show about it, that's going to be cool. It's weird because cool. obviously E3 would have been the time sort of in between now and then where we would have had some sort of, you know, like th- something to watch to sort of get us in the mood for it or like let us, you know, get more excited. You know, all the trailers would have come out. But I mean, I'm guessing all that's still going to happen. It's just there's not going to be a conference to go along with it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, mate. I'm I think all the trailers still get released on, like you know, on YouTube, which they usually do. But they will, and there yeah. still be digital uh, shows and stuff. My question is, Jay, mm. for the last couple of years, it feels like the well, especially last year, all there were were CG trailers, and I think because of the way AAA development is happening now, I don't really want to see a CG trailer. I'd rather just see okay. the game. And, like, I would rather see five games that are actual games every year. And I know that's, like, super, super low compared to what we normally get at, say, E3. But what I'm trying to say is I'd rather get less games and actual games rather than 15 CG trailers. Like, it isn't, I've got nothing to be excited about. I'm excited. Like, what, what do you want me to <laughs> be excited about? Like, a concept? I you know, think like. The, the thing behind that is it tends to, games tend to, especially at E3, you can see this more often than none. You, you tend to get like you know dips and and rises when it comes to gaming development a lot of games are usually made at the same time so all you see up to the point when they until they come out is all the cg trailers and then the finally the gameplay mm. but you get mm. that all in one big bundle it's not usually like a game is developed maybe started four years ago comes out and then the next game was developed three years ago comes out the next year it's very rare that happens it's usually all within the same year yeah like most games i'd say all these like massive games that we're expecting probably will be over the course of this year and next year. And then after next year, we'll probably have to wait another two or three years for all those really big games to start come rolling around again, which is why I yes. think some E3s feel less good than others because you're not seeing as much as what you would expect. Yes, agreed. And we're I think there is definitely... We're being told that we've got to expect something in the future. Like, oh, you might see something next year. You might see something the year after that, that kind of thing. I mean, Final Fantasy... 7 remake has been in development since 2012. Jesus. Um but it only actually got shown in 2016. Yeah. So they from development to it first being talked about 4 years and from for it, from it first being talked out talked about to actually coming out another 4 years. It's taken 8 years, you know. Two... I thought it, I thought it went in development in 2015. No, I think I'm pretty sure it's like 2012 was when they first were like, "Yo, should we make this?" <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I've been watching the but the uh, sort of developer diary stuff. Yeah, oh, no, hey man, I'm uh, not going to question you. I'm not going to question you. Yeah, they've um, been talking about it. I mean, that yeah, I, mean, I think they actually talked about it before that, like maybe middle of the 2000s. They were like, we'll probably do this in the future. And then 2012 yeah. rolled around and they were like, hey, I want to do this. And then I think the year, maybe like a few months after that, they actually finally started on it, like very basic stuff, and then obviously went more into it over the last 
you know, eight years or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, it's actually Mate, kind of crazy what they've managed to do in, the, in that time. It's, I completely agree that there is this definite cycle of E3s where, yeah. uh, for me, E3 last year, I just, just did nothing for me. Um, yeah. I'm trying so, to remember what, was it like Sekiro? I couldn't even tell you, mate. I couldn't yeah, even tell I you. I might have looked that up. And um, so, <laughs> so in that, uh, and what I worry about, Jay, is the new generation separating game developers and therefore doing that usual two to three year buffer of no good quality games coming out for either generation. Um, and that's an exaggeration, but what I mean is no genre defining, you know, games coming out. And I, again, I don't think that's the case because, you know, AC4 is an amazing game and that came out in between generations. Mm. So what I'm trying to say is that I hope the new generation doesn't, stall delay or otherwise cancel great games we've got coming on the way and i hope we've got some really good games coming on the way and i'm looking forward to seeing them but what i was going to ask you jay is isn't it funny how you can look back say two years ago look at all the games that we were excited for and that we all want to check out at e3 and then look at one how many we actually bought Two, how mm. many we actually checked out or checked the reviews out for, and three, how many actually delivered. And wow, I would yeah. love it's a very, to see that. It's a very harsh sort of almost like a sieve, isn't it? <laughs> like, like you put exactly. all these all these titles into a sieve, you give it a shake and see what pops out. What actually made it through? You know, what was what was good enough to make it through and stay there? Exactly. Um, and, and and I like being part of the excitement and the hype and all that stuff. I do. I like being part of that E3. But there is that element where, of now where I'm a bit <laughs> of a skeptic and I'm thinking, yeah, but like none of you are going to care about that game six months after it comes out. It's, it's, that, it's that classic um, boredom, immediate boredom of as soon as it's in people's hands, people no longer care about it. Or they don't care about it as much, right? It's like that constant, unobtainable, I need what's not there. I need what's coming around the corner. And as soon as it comes around the corner, I don't know what's coming around the next corner. And it's like, oh, guys, yeah, let's just appreciate what we've got. You can compare this to many things in life, a.k.a. Yes. like relationships. Usually people are more excited about the chase than they are the actual yes. catch, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the chase and the hunt is a lot more what humans tend to enjoy rather than, Oh, I've caught this thing like this fish or whatever. Oh, I'll put it back now. Like I've, I've achieved what I need to achieve kind of thing. You throw it yeah. to the wayside. So yeah, I, I know where you're coming from. And I, I, I kind of fear that sometimes of like, Oh, I'm, I'm what, you know, I'm so excited about this game now, but the moment it's over, it's over and I'm not really going to ever get excited about it the same way ever again. Like, you know, when you first read a book or watch a film or whatever. I guess you could compare it to that, but yeah, absolutely. And it's it's that funny feeling, isn't it, of like surrealness? Mm -hmm. When, for example, you might get this, I guess, when you're playing Seven Remake, and you're like, I can't believe this game actually exists. (laughs) Oh no, I I have that already. (laughs) Right right, in my mind, tomorrow doesn't exist. Like tomorrow's just another normal day. (laughs) It comes out. So you're playing it? Are you playing it tonight at midnight? No, I'll probably I'll probably turn my PlayStation on just to make sure it definitely works. But other than that. Really? You won't I get tempted? Not even. No, I might just like wait until the morning. Really? That's that's a uh, willpower. No, mate. I think it's more to do with I want a bit of, I want a fresh start. I don't want to like be too tired. 
Yeah, I want, to be, I want to be fully. Fu- I need to concentrate when I'm playing this game, especially. Will you do out. any chores yeah. before you start it, or will it be the first thing? You, like, will you have a shower or bath first? Oh, yeah, or no. just... <laughs> I'll do my what I've, or I guess, call my quarantine routine at this point, <laughs> which is wake yeah. up. First thing I do is go on Seven Deadly Sins. I'll do my dailies. Yeah. So you know my usual body World of Warcraft daily missions type situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which will be the same for like any division, like <laughs> Destiny type game. Yeah. So I'll do, my dailies usually take like ten, fifteen minutes. So I'll do those. Yeah. And I'll have a shower, and then I'll probably you know get dressed, and then I'll start playing. That'll be my thing. So. Okay. Cool. Yeah, it's going to be quite an intensive. I've already looked up a guide on how to get one hundred percent on seven. Jeez. Jesus. Um, Trophies? I, or... Yeah, I know. I know. I think part of you know the process of this is like the mental side of how much mental stamina have I got to be able to concentrate long enough to be able to know and you know not miss anything. Essentially, I don't want to miss anything. Yeah, so that's like part of the part of the fun, I guess. Part of the struggle, part of the chase, part of the hunt is. Uh, what don't want to miss anything of the game. Yeah, oh yeah, just like you know, make sure I can get everything I can for the first playthrough, and then if well, I have to go back, I have to go back. So I know I won't convince you otherwise, mate. But I, you know, I have that issue as well. And what I would say is try and let go of that because I yeah, find no, that I, I, I find that I have a, a less enjoyable time if I'm more worried about finding everything. You know, I'm trying to. I've had, I think I found like a good middle ground on that. I think I found okay. it with uh, with fifteen. It sort of I knew in my head I wanted to get platinum. But I didn't think about it until after I'd finished it. I was like, right, how, what can I get done? Like, I'll wait till I finish the campaign, and then I'll know how much I've got Worry left about to it. do after. Yeah, and yeah. Thankfully, with seven, you can do that. It's got chapter select after the fact, so you can go back and do things that you miss. So, yeah. uh, on that point, Jay, that's another another vital essence of a good trophy list is. Mm-hmm. The ability to play the game, not worry about trophies, and then be able to go back and get every single one, i.e. no non, no missable trophies. Imagine if you yeah, did Final Fantasy trophies, XV. I hate them. Oh, God. Oh, God. Imagine like if you did Final Fantasy XV, and then you find out that like two of them were missable, and oh, you, you had to play through the whole game again. No, I'd hate it. No, I tend exactly. to look up whether there's any missable trophies, and if there isn't, I'll be a lot more excited. Uh, about so you, you're more of a trophy hunter than, than you might, you might I suspect. See. No, yeah, I... I don't know. I am and I'm not. Like, I don't know. It's hard to explain, I guess. <laughs> well, with that, let's yeah. move on to this week's debate. Jay, mm. please give a little drum roll. Wow. I don't think you won't be able to hear mine. <laughs> Can you... Uh, was that too loud? I don't know. No, that was fine. But that was good. This, oh, Jay, before we go on to this debate, would you like to take a break? No, I'm good. Are you? Good. Cool. Okay. This week's debate is Final Fantasy Thirteen. I don't know what, like, how you want to debate this. Debate in what way? So I only put this under debate yeah. because, firstly, we're going to get ridiculed for this. I feel okay. like a debate would require two 
differ differing opinions, right? Okay, so it's a misleading title. We're debating against every other gamer who's played Final Fantasy thirteen. Oh, I see what you mean. So the naysayers. The naysayers, the haters, the the non-believers. They (laughs) non-believers. See, I was surprised you told me this. I was so surprised. In my mind, I was like, there's people out there who don't like this game. Mate, that makes no sense to me because I love almost every single Final Fantasy fan doesn't like this game. It's my favorite one. But we we we're limited in our exposure to Final Fantasy. Well, you might be. I am. I'm, I definitely am. <laughs> I mean, I, I've played. I'm not sure. I'm trying to think which one I've played. Three, six, seven, nine, ten, twelve, thirteen, and fifteen. So I've only missed a few, and I've sort of tend to missed out all the extra ones, like the the ones on like PSP or DS or whatever. Um, yeah, all the all the not as mainline ones yeah but i mean all the earlier ones that i said just now i have like almost no recollection of ever playing because i was way young i probably didn't even play them that well the ones i have sure. the most recollection of are 7 13 and 15 just because they're a lot more recent in my mind okay fine so that's that's fine my first final, main final fantasy was 13 yeah, i remember we both absolutely i'm pretty sure it was me and you both absolutely fell in love with that e3 trailer with the leona lewis song that was just like the yeah, best trailer yeah. ever i actually forgot about the Le- Le- uh, leona lewis song until recently actually i was looking up some music for it i was like oh yeah i forgot about that <laughs> oh mate that trailer was it still might be my favorite trailer of all they've time they've done a similar thing with seven actually they've written a new is that uh, what the new one is? I've done a new song. One. I don't know. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, I haven't watched it. All I know is that there's a song that goes with it. I've heard snippets okay. of it. So. Okay. Yeah. So okay, so let's just back this up, Jay. So we both like we both buy into the hype. My first Final Fantasy ever. Your first one. First one in a while. I'd say first one at a competent age. Good. Good. <laughs> we'll go with that. So yeah, we're both absolutely bursting at the seams for this game. Um, it look it still looks incredible. Yeah, it I'm looks gonna, incredible. I'm play it again, as soon as I've finished seven, I'm I'm doing it again, man. Right. So we get the game. It's got three discs. It's like this massive RPG. Yeah. And these characters that are well developed. Amazing um, the, art. The, one of the best battle systems ever made. Yeah, that's the, I think one of the main reasons a lot of people don't like this is the battle system. I love the battle system. Which is the reason why I love it. Yes, it's it's probably one of my favourite battle systems ever. Because it literally is standstill. It's, it thing is, I think it's so good because it's a lot like the original 7 uh, ATB battle system. Like it is literally yeah. command. It's a command menu battle system. That's what they're known for. It's you press a button, you put in your commands, you go first, then your enemy goes, then you go, enemy goes, you go. Like there's no, it's no action. It's all fly, you know. Things just happen, and you do it in the right sequence, and you hope you can kill your boss or enemy better than they can do damage against you. It's brilliant. It's amazing. Yeah. I love it. Um, but they they made it more complex. You know, they made it require. I think there's like what set five or six different stances that do different things. There's a healing stance, yeah. an attack stance. Yes, yeah, so synergist, saboteur, uh, commando, ravager, medic, sentinel. sentinel. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, I can't wait to play this game again. Oh. Honestly, part of me is more excited to play 13 and 7. 
Jay, you're see, see here's, here's my background, Jay. Here's my, here's my background, mate. I literally sold to like Music Bad Pie Final Fantasy 13 like three weeks ago, and I'm not you even what? joking. You sold. I sold it to like Music Magpie, which take all like old CDs and DVDs and stuff. Well, you sold 13. Yeah. Ah, oh, dude. I know. What you original con- one? Yeah. Oh, dude, I, I installed mine a couple of days ago to make sure. Mate, it it. <laughs> It, it just sat like what it was jay i sat it sat there on my shelf and i was looking at it like you and i was like i've got to play through this game again i have to yeah. but then every time i thought about it i was like really nick are you going to sink another 100 hours into this game or yeah, a brand new it is, game it is 100 to 120 i'd say it's probably one of the larger games out of all of them it, although it depends on whether you uh, want to get 100 or not 100 well, is I like would. 120 but oh, if, I, if, if, if i was like going to 60 if I was going to play that game again, I would 100% it. No doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, it's going to take me so long. My God. So, so, all right, let's 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 try and concise this, Jay, because if not, we're going to be here all fucking night. Yeah, all right, for it, so for what, what do you love about Final Fantasy XIII apart from the battle system and what we've talked about so far? What is Honestly, it about the game that really makes you like it? It's where I've... Uh, the story has always confused me. But for some reason, I knew it was interesting enough for me to like love it. Like this, a lot of people will say I've I have definitely heard this about the story. Story definitely wasn't written well in the way that no, in the same way that fifteen wasn't in that they didn't actually know where they were going to go with it initially. Yeah, like sort of. You know, they started with all this stuff and they didn't really know where they were going to go with it exactly. So they just sort of had to fill blanks along the way. Yeah. But for me, that doesn't really matter because it's it's still. I think it's. I appreciate it. I just really had to explain. I I love it for how incoherent it is. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Like I I like the sort of coming up with your own version of what how you want the story to play out. Like it kind of lends itself to that. Like there definitely is an ending to it after you know thirteen two and lightning returns. Like there is a definite ending. But well, like... to be fair, I, I, they do design it in a way that thirteen there is an ending. Yeah, like they didn't technically a lone thing, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And, and thirteen two, because of the nature of what the game is, shoehorns itself into thirteen, like but on purpose yeah, right, because it's right. a time because it's a time game. Well, this is the but thing. thirteen has an ending. Was actually originally thirteen verses, which is now fifteen. Right. So that's the reason why that's, that's partly the reason why the story isn't as complete as it should have been, and why it had to sort of be thrown in at the end. Like the story of thirteen two, and Lightning Returns, is a bit sort of, is good. Well, they're, they're, them two are tied together way more than than thirteen and thirteen two. Um, I would say, I'd say they're all about the same. I mean, I can see, I can see what you mean. Actually, I do know what you mean. I'd say they're closer in time. Um, and what do you, how do you feel about you know them making of 13 like 13 comes out most final fantasy fans hate it and then they say they were making two other games games yeah, based I was on the surprised, lore. actually because i haven't i haven't completed either of those games uh you, you've i do done 13 too haven't you or, i've played i played 13 too a little bit i probably played it the same amount of times i played 13 i enjoyed it it wasn't awful See, I really liked it. Oh, by the way, mate, I checked out the achievements as, and as to why you helped me max out the achievements. Mm. And I think one of the main reasons was because it had odd achievement scores. Yeah, that's probably why. That is I, awful. The reason I didn't play the third one, I think, is because there was a time aspect. 
That's right. And yeah, I hate games is. with time aspects. That really That's exactly me. why I didn't play it. Yeah, oh. I have it. I, it's like fresh. I don't think I've even opened it. I think it still might even be sealed. <laughs> Mate, I'm... Oh. Um, but I'll, get, I'll get around to it eventually. Um, but yeah, 13. Brilliant. You know, the artwork... I think actually one of the weirdly one of the main things I loved about it was the idolons. Yeah, which are in every fantasy. Well, kind of. They're 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 this this game's version of summons, essentially. Yeah. But yeah. Do you know? Say, do you, do you know the origin of the idolons? Do we have time to go into this? Not massively, but it'll be very short. I just want to see if you know. I do not. <laughs> okay. Oh wait, actually, hold on, hold on, hold on. No. Okay, so they're, they're, they're like, you know, Final Fantasy always has a summon, and the main summons in most Final Fantasy games are usually like Leviathan is a big one, Shiva is a big one, and Ifrit is a big one. They are water, ice, and fire, essentially, right? Which is like most. And there's usually some sort of thunder one, too, right? There's usually these elemental, you know, summons. But in 13, they wanted to change that. They didn't want to go with the same stuff. So they had similar things. They have like elemental summons, but they're like, they're almost like, they're like Transformers, dude. <laughs> Like how amazing is it that I like I've I've loved Transformers forever. Yeah. Right. Transformers. Like I don't know why, but there's like a there's like a weird like nostalgic thing in my mind when I saw they could transform. I was like, oh my god, I was thinking more. Yeah. Like yeah. it was just like a massive childhood hit. I was like, they're 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 like summons. They're like these godly creatures that could transform into like a car or like a weird looking like a horse you know Odin is a horse you know stuff like that I just thought it was so cool <laughs> I love stuff like that I love it when there's some sort of like colourful it almost kind of feels like Pokemon too or like like another like a Transformers Bumblebee situation where you've got like the character and they have their own assigned like guardian angel type situation yeah but they have yeah. to fight it as a boss first like how amazing yeah that? that's that's really you cool you have to like gain its trust by showing how powerful you are that's amazing they they i imagine uh, you well you'll know in a few weeks in a couple of weeks but they still look so good yeah i actually went back and watched part of 13 it definitely you can tell it was on 360 and ps3 Sure. Oh, I meant the Eidolons in it specifically, though. Oh, sure. Yeah, no. Yeah, <laughs> they do. Even the artwork for them still looks amazing. Oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah so, oh, yeah, I think... So, let's address the main issues with the game, right? That it's people... a personal thing, isn't it? Definitely. It is a personal thing. Clearly, we have it because, like, we were both in the hype and we got yeah, a day one. I think it was the right stuff. place, right time, almost, as well. Yes. But what I'll say is that, you know, first... The first uh, negative that people put towards it is that it's too linear. So, oh, that's so, a weird one. I like that. Okay, keep going. I'll so, the, a lot of people say most Final Fantasy games are fairly open, and the linearity was not welcome in Final Fantasy Thirteen. So, mm. first point I will say on that is don't lie to me because Final Fantasy Ten is exactly the same, and don't yeah. tell me that it opens up at the end of Final Fantasy Ten because it opens up at the end of Final Fantasy Thirteen. Certainly so, stop does. now. Because <laughs> but that's not a valid. The people who say that probably didn't even get to the end of the thing. They didn't know. They didn't get far enough. Oh, exactly. To get open, so, and like I don't mind the. Linear. I actually found the linear. I can't say linearity. It. The, the corridor. I found it quite. Um, <laughs> for, <laughs> I found it quite refreshing. Well, what do you think? No, I Final Fantasy Seven is supposed to be very. Well, it is linear. It's very linear. Like it is a linear. Like, you know, Final Fantasy Seven's linear. I didn't yeah, know that. It's not. I mean, it's open to an extent, but it's massively linear. Like the only there's only like a four out of the eighteen chapters that are open. So what 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 are people talking about then? 
I don't know. Like yeah, Seven is what? is known for being one of the best, you know, the biggest Final Fantasy game. Yet it's probably one of the most linear ones. <sighs> okay. All exactly. Right. Like I don't get where this linear. I think this linear thing. Gambit's down. From... Whatever it's called, the hammer's down. Sure. Cool. Yeah. Like, I feel like the linear thing comes from people who aren't actually Final Fantasy fans. Sounds like it. It just sounds like people you who false pro- proclaim to be like they pro- they proclaim to know things about. They kind of almost like sound like hipsters, you know. They, they they say they were part of the movement, but have never actually been a part of it at all. They've never worn the flag. Yeah. Right. That, that so, second complaint, and this one it is valid. Okay. okay. Oh, is it? And go on. Well, it might be valid to you. <laughs> Bad character development slash characters slash hope. Uh, what and the, for those of you who don't know, hope. hope hope okay. is a character and hope is alongside connor in one of the worst video game characters ever made let's just let's just put that uh, out there what was connor from connor was connor from ac3 oh yeah yeah no, i agree oh um, he is awful they actually did a lot more progression on hope's story in final fantasy 13 2 and Lightning returns Lightning returns was his biggest biggest one definitely Yes, like I feel like there's some you get some TV shows where they you, they introduce you to this group of characters, and they they have usually like a specific episode dedicated to a character's origin, right? Yeah, but Hope didn't get his until right at the end. <laughs> like Hope didn't thought- get his until like series eight, episode ten. You know, like in sure. the equivalent of time of you know scale of things. Whereas Lightning, you know, got hers in the first game and. Sarah guys in the second game, stuff like that, you know. Yeah, I agree with you. However, he still has the ability and audacity to moan at every single point in the first game. Oh, I know he's a kid, Jay. Why is he telling me about his dead mom? Everyone's mom's die, Hope, right? Get over yourself. Like, you know, he's a kid. His mum just died. No, look, I didn't have as big of an issue as other people. Like, I put up with it. But it doesn't um, sound like any of those people do not have empathy whatsoever. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, like, and some people kind of say, you know, Lightning's a bit robotic. Like, that's her character. She's a soldier. She's part oh, of the military. I know, she's mate. Oh. Robotic. The thing is, though, she, why, becomes so, she becomes so empathetic and loving in the last game. It's insane. It is. It is. Like, she becomes she, like the main. Like, she's just so nice. She's like, you can like, she's got this like, you know hard outer shell but on the inside she's just a teddy bear man absolutely it's great absolutely. I, I love her character development i, I love, love hope too. hope is amazing hope almost sort of kind of feels like in the end he kind of feels like this almost like spiritual he kind of feels more like a like a, a guardian angel than natural human well he's quite uh, mystical I thought, I thought all the main characters in final fantasy 13 did have their own arcs and then conclusions oh, 100%, in, in... 100%. yeah oh by the way um, you know, siren, sirens, spoilers yeah, for for, yeah. for a, a, an eleven-year-old game. You absolute losers. So <laughs> six cents. <laughs> Jay, that actually got spoiled for me on a podcast once. I'm not even joking. Yeah, no, me too. <laughs> that is, it's so um, I've had, I've had the, quite a few things the, uh, spoiled. But the, the thing that I the the thing that I say is that if it's a spoiler that you don't want people to know about then you can't say it without a warning. That's kind of my general, that's kind of my general point of view. I wouldn't want anyone to know about the end of anything that I enjoy. Exactly. But I feel like 
if you knew we were going to be talking about, like, even at the very mention of a game, you should be like, right, I'm not going to listen to this part. To an extent, I guess. Because you obviously want people to yeah. listen, but you don't want people to not, you know. It's, it's hard to... It's hard to... Yeah, that is a, that's a weird, like, you know, topic of, like, spoiling things, I guess. It is. Well, it has well, let's been say... around for a long time. Yeah, let's let's stay focused on FF13 then. So, yeah, so I'm I'm really excited, Jay, for you to finish this because you're you're doing my unfinished work essentially. Yeah, um, like not, you're, you're not doing it the same thing your Skyrim, I guess. Like, right? So yeah, you're sort of by proxy. You're like I'm sort of gaining the uh, the satisfaction of having done it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's great, dude. It's like being twice as efficient. So. Yeah, so doing it without um, ever having to do it. Yeah, it's great. We're going to have a huge catch up on your experience with this game when you replay it. But you know, it's it's an epic JRPG with an amazing battle system, with incredible character arcs and a story. I think even if the story isn't well written, the scale and the Dude, the scale mo- of it is massive, and the That's and the just... analogies are. That's humongous. what's so good about Final Fantasy games is that the lore and the history behind them are so big. I think that's I think a lot of people got too overwhelmed. I know I did. That's what. I, that's kind of how why I liked it so much. Actually, was it's actually too overwhelming. I think the story yes. of any of the Final Fantasies is so overwhelming, like Correct. massively. If you don't know the history of it and you start reading it, you're like, I don't want to read this anymore because of how <laughs> overwhelming it is. But because I love it so much, I had to read it. It took me four hours to read each one, regardless. Absolutely, absolutely. The, uh, the thing that I thought that helped when going through Final Fantasy Thirteen is that I read all the lore entries and all the codex exactly. entries. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it, it helps it, a lot. It, oh, dude, you people can't understand that, game people don't do that. People don't do that. Yeah, they're, just, I, they're too they're too eager to get it done. I've got nothing to say to those people, Jay. Like, I not really. Not real one of my one of my biggest complaints about thirteen is is that it's all out of order. Is that out of order? It's a little bit like yeah, kind of. It's a little bit like a Tarantino film, and it sort of begins. Uh, the same with seven as well. It's sort of like most of the Final Fantasy are like this. The story begins like I'd say like a third of the way through the entire entire like history of all the games put together. Kind oh, of. Oh yeah, but you do get all the flashbacks and stuff later on. Yeah, so but then you, have, you have to piece it together yourself. And I hate doing that. That's part of the fun, James. <laughs> yeah, that is fun. that is part of it, I guess. But it's not always fun. It's not for me personally. It's not always fun. Sure. I'd rather they do it, you know, in a linear fashion. Yeah, like, like sure. start here. I'd rather the game literally opened up. The intro to the game was, once upon a time, there were there were these gods, and these gods created this universe. Like that's literally <laughs> how the start of the story is. These gods were around. They made a universe. There were two realms: the mortal realm with the living, and the under underworld, which is like you know the 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 non living realm. One of them. Mate, you should uh, you should is. play Type Zero because that's exactly how that game opens. Yeah, that's like that is Final Fantasy in a nutshell. Final Fantasy is that it is sure massive lore and then only giving you part of that history to play in, which I guess is actually another part of why loving Final Fantasy is that you get to you kind of get to have you get to live out a very small part of a much bigger history of a universe, which I appreciate a lot. Yeah, but you definitely get that in seven. Like the universe of seven is so busy, you know, spans thousands of years, but you only get to play out this tiny portion of that whole history. But within that tiny portion is so much of what has to happen, or has already happened previously, and is going to happen after. It's like it's such a pivotal moment in that timeline. I feel like most Final Fantasy games are 
playing out the most pivotal point in this history of this universe. That is what that is Final Fantasy boiled down to its essence. It is playing the most important part of the timeline of each of the universes they're set in, I think. Definitely. Agreed. And I think Final Fantasy thirteen does so well at, like you said, feeling like you're in the middle of something so much greater, but then also defying that entire feeling by yeah, it really the throws story you in. itself. It really does. So, yeah, I can uh, beautifully right put, <laughs> right beautifully the put there. I think you have summed up Final Fantasy well there. And yeah. I'll also want to shout out that the final cinematic for the game is truly unbelievable. Yeah, and I actually appreciate that the the one of the best things about Final Fantasy is finding out the the origin of the logo because each Correct. Final Fantasy has a logo. Correct. Once you find out that or that origin of it you're like oh my god it's been staring me in the face this entire time oh i'm getting chills thinking about it dude yeah oh just an incredible game that we both stand by and have no reason to not stand by. it may have its faults but that's what what makes it so great is that nothing is perfect there's no such thing as perfection no such thing no such thing no game will ever, ever live up to everything that it should do. And it shouldn't do, because every game should feel human. It should feel like errors. Errors should always... There should always be at least one error in a game. There is. I feel there like is. you can't have a perfect... Like, we, I think we spoke about this before, didn't we, about trying to get a perfect game. And as you, see, it does, I don't think it wouldn't make it as good. It would actually probably make it worse. <laughs> it, it, absolutely, mate. It, yeah, too much of a good thing. Okay. much of a good thing it's time the history dip yeah <laughs> which one do you want to do <laughs> so we're going to leave final fantasies to next week yeah we're going to do watchdogs and pokemon coliseum in uk with that yeah yeah of course before we do history dip i'd like to remind the ladies and gentlemen listening to the podcast slash show that you can write in at contact at thegameopinion.co.uk. Check out my website. Check out my my all my work. And me, me and Jay do this on a weekly basis. We may not do wow. this every week moving forward, but we'll do this as long as we can. So, yeah, so we're going to do that. And uh, that's all I've got to say, really. Write in um, and let me know how much you disagree with our Final Fantasy 13 verdict. I dare you. <laughs> I, Jay, go, go on, on Jay. Finish, finish the quote. Finish the quote. Oh, God. Do I know it? I dare you. I, I double dare you. Yeah, there it is. I can't remember where that's from. <laughs> Jay, we used to quote it all. The, used, to, used to quote it at me. Did I? Go on. It's Pulp Fiction. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> I haven't watched Potato See, what, one more goddamn time. I haven't seen Pulp Fiction in almost 10 years. Oh, Jay, you've just broken my heart. I think I watched it when I was 
15, 16, maybe. To be fair, I think your Pop Fiction Pete came way earlier than most people in our Yeah, in our that's my dad's group. fault. He was like, hey, watch this. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. mate. They speak English and what? Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> all right. Okay, Jay. Uh, let me go on a bit of a rant of watchdogs, okay? Yeah, so, go History deep, this deep history deep, going deep in the history, Stone mm. Ages, um, history dip this week is Watchdogs and Pokemon Coliseum. So, oh. Watchdogs, Jay, is the most average game I've ever played. Oh, okay. Um, it is pretty average, I'll give you that. But do you mean average in terms of like aesthetic or just like overall? Everything about that game was average, and it was also average. It was worse than being a bad game. Oh, really? For me, for me, you didn't like it then. I've, dude, it was like playing with a piece of cardboard. I guess I feel like there's a certain mood that comes along with that game, and it is. What is the mood? What's the mood? It's a happy one, which is partly the reason why I think. Watch Dogs 2 was set in in San Francisco and it was sunny all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. always raining in the first Watch Dogs. Like it was constant grey sky. It was usually dark and it was raining and it was miserable and it was, you know, wasn't that uh yeah, you know, exciting or riveting. Sure. I think it kind of felt or Watch Dogs One almost to me felt like is it Mr. Robot, the T V series? Uh, yes, like the aesthetic of yeah. that, like the whole hacking, kind of like it raining all the time aesthetic. It kind of had that going for it, and I think it worked for the first time round, I guess. But yeah, I think you kind of had to have played that game when it came out for for you to have pre- appreciate it more. Maybe I don't know. When did you play it? Did you play it when it came out or what, away after? Good question. I played it. I think a couple or a few years after it was out. Okay. Yeah, no, I think and for me it was it was part of that Xbox One list of this is one of the best games you're gonna play on your Xbox One right now because there's only you know, there's only so many out sort of So thing. I have a very vivid memory of exactly where I was when playing this game. And exactly Do you have a release day. So yeah, I I vividly remember being in the middle of the city, living at my dad's when he lived in the middle of the city. Yeah, and I think I had hit, I was I had left school, so I'd quit sixth form, and I was looking for a job. I was sixteen, um, or seventeen maybe. I was looking for a job, so I was sort of job hunting at the time. Yeah, and during that, you know, down the downtime of looking for a job, I was like, right, I'll play a game that's coming out. Watchdogs got it day one, and I think I actually finished it in like two days. The main story. Yeah, I want to say I finished the main story in like two days. I got it done over a weekend, and I think, like, directly after I'd finished it, I literally took out the game and put in uh, Wolfenstein, the new Wolfenstein that just came out. I remember speaking to you when you I talked th- about Wolfenstein. I think they came out literally the same. That's going week. on history, dear. That's going <laughs> on history, say. dear. Um, so yeah, I have a very vivid memory of going from one game to the next, like instantly. And I, I remember like finishing what dogs being like. Well, I enjoyed that. That was fun. Right onto onto Wolfenstein. <laughs> and I think I enjoyed Wolfenstein a lot more actually. It was a lot more action packed. So, and, and Weirdly, I think that, I was kind of good going your... from Watch Dogs to Wolfenstein because it went from quite a laid back chill game to quite an action packed, you know, shoot 'em up type situation. So, 
And did you enjoy transition. that because it was it was relaxed? You you wanted that at the yeah, time. Yeah, I think at the time it was just quite a laid back thing. It didn't really seem too action involved. You know, it was hacking and it was sneaking in buildings, stuff like that. You know, it wasn't really too much going on. And you just you, you enjoyed your time with it and and parted ways. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I th- I don't think I hunted for achievements too much on it. You know, okay. it was just play it and finish it. It wasn't really. Uh, I wasn't like overly excited about playing it either. I think I just was bored and I was like, well, I'll get this. <laughs> yeah. And it sounds okay. like you just uh, maybe what got intrigued and wanted to complete something or. Yes, yeah, so I was going through a period of my Xbox One life where every game I got, I wanted to 100%. Um, yeah. That was kind of a, you know, I want to get the full value out of the games I get. And I still have that ish to a, to a, you know, to a significant extent today. However, it was at a serious level back then. Mm. So I wanted to get all the achievements. So I wouldn't get a game unless I knew I could get all the achievements, essentially, or I would like it enough to get all the achievements. I know that's yeah. sad, okay? No, it's no, just... I get it. I get it. So, you know, I wanted the full value of the game. So um, I got Watch Dogs. It was one of the, you know, one of the kind of one of the best games on the Xbox One at the time, like mm. from what I heard. Definitely. So I bought it. It's apparently supposed to be a tight, like a loose tie in with Assassin's Creed. And I was yeah, like, yeah. Oh, it's just, if this ever crosses over or if this ever becomes like, I guess this is the modern Assassin's Creed that just created oh, so a whole other franchise. would have been one of the larger reasons why you wanted to get it, right? Correct. So yeah. huge AC fan. Oh, I'm going to have to take part in this new franchise as well then, which goes on to a whole nother conversation, by the way, of how companies make you buy into stuff that you don't care about through yeah, stuff I, you care about. I want to say Watch Dogs didn't actually get involved with AC at all, did it? It had one mission in the core game, which relates to AC. Yeah. But aside from that, I can't. I don't know if AC two or the new one do. I don't no, know. I don't uh, sorry, sorry. If Watch Dogs, if Watch Dogs yeah, two, right. um, I don't know. But no, I so I got the ga- <laughs> I got the game. Um, I remember asking you about it, and like the hacking looks really complicated. Like now it's really easy, and it is really easy. So I played the game. I was having a bit of fun, kind of. Yeah. And then for about thirty hours of me trying to complete this game, of which I'm pretty sure I completed the whole game, mm. um, the core game. I just remember looking back and thinking, like, I've not enjoyed any of this, and I've just kind of forced myself to do a lot of it. And it has satisfied my completionist tendencies. But looking back, thank God I had music and podcasts to listen to on the snap mode while mm. I was playing this, because if not. I would have gone crazy. So what I used to do is plug in my external hard drive, put a podcast on it, and then play it on the snap mode. So that's, okay. that's why snap mode's so cool. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess it's just as easy to put a laptop next year. So um, so I finished it, and then I got the DLCs because you know I wanted to finish the whole game kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I was playing through T-Bone's DLC, which is like the main DLC of the game, yeah, as far I as I can that. remember. And I think that's his name. And mm-hmm. I just like got a quarter of the way through it and I was like, I hate this game. I'm not enjoying it at all. What's going, what's wrong with me? Took it out, got rid of it. Didn't play it ever again. Not interested in anything to do with Watch Dogs. It just looks so boring. The new one looks quite interesting because of the concept. Oh, what, 2 or Legion? Is it Legion? Legion. Yeah, Legion yeah. I'm actually kind of excited about. 2 I yeah. cannot get into, even though I have it. I just can't get into it. Oh, I just... It looked like a kind of funner formula of one, but I was just like, nah. Yeah. So, um, so that's kind of my my 
memory of it, mate, to be honest. Okay. Um, yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, next we have Pokemon Coliseum, which is a much more positive experience slash memory. So, Jay... Shoot, I think you are more qualified. I'm yeah, really excited Coliseum, to talk about this game, mate. I'm Coliseum really excited to talk about this game. It's like a very large portion of my Pokemon history, I want to say. Didn't we? We must um, have had some crossover here in middle school of this game. What do you mean? Like, uh, like talking about it, r- telling each other tips and tricks and stuff. Yeah, I, I seem to remember. I think I had the get the guide for it as well. So that was helpful, but I remember not having same, it for the longest same. time. Oh, so maybe. I think I probably played like ninety percent of the game without the guide. And then I finally got it and realized how much I'd missed. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm actually looking at like pictures of it now. It, def- it doesn't hold up as well as I thought it would. Correct, <laughs> it does not hold up very well. But I remember it. It kind of reminded me of like Final Fantasy. Like it kind of made me feel like I was playing a Final Fantasy game. I think that's part of the reason why I love it so much. And plus, it, well, the do, graphics were so much better back then versus the Ds. Like, you're playing Game Boy Advance at this point, you know. Like, go from Game Boy Advance, man. you know, Leaf Green and Fire Red to this. Like, how insane, how much big of a jump that is. It's insane. It's huge. Well, I want to reverse a bit, Jay. So, as far as I remember, so this was on the GameCube. Every Pokemon game was handheld. So, was this the first, okay, apart from maybe Pokemon Stadium and, like, Snap, was this the first kind of main Pokemon 3D game we'd ever had? I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then after that, it was XD, wasn't it? <laughs> the, the sequel. Yeah. Yeah. We, let's let's talk about that later. Sure. Um, but yeah, what are your thoughts on yeah? What, what's your memory of Colosseum? Did you like it? I remember getting stuck a lot. Uh, really? Yeah, just in terms of like there was there was you know like puzzles, I guess. There were certain puzzles that you had to sort of do. It, it kind of felt a little bit like Zelda as well. There were times where you had to sort of like walk around and figure stuff out. Yes, um, you're right. Talk to the, to the right person. Yeah, you are right. Yeah, stuff I like that. Well, it definitely wasn't, there wasn't like a cursor or like a star or a question no. mark over someone's head. You just had to like literally go to every place you'd been to previously and speak to everybody to sort of figure out where to go. And I remember yeah. it taking a while, but I remember enjoying it like way too much. Like it was just perfect. Like having to level up, it felt so much like an RPG. It was insane. It felt so much more RPG-ish than a, a normal Pokemon game. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. At the time, it was just so like the graphics were insane. <laughs> Even though Very they weren't good, really that insane. I um yeah man, I got a huge huge affinity for Pokemon Coliseum. Like I think this was a game that me one of the few games that me and my brother like both played to death and mm, both remember, like. Yeah bonded quite a lot over um kind of like yeah can we purify all these pokemon and and it was just so, like uh, like you said it was pretty perfect for what we wanted as fans at the time and i remember loving it um like so nerded out to the xyz extent of just wanting to complete it 110 percent like we wanted just to get every like oh we, we can do more we can we can get these pokemon or oh you can transfer these pokemon in the gba version for me it wasn't like completing it it was more of just like playing it <laughs> sure. which i feel like i've kind of lost like that childish sort of like mentality of i just want to play this game i don't yes. even want to complete it i just want to play it forever i don't ever want yes. to come off it i think i'm still trying to like 
see if I have that. It's, I'm finding it more and more difficult to find that feeling again. You're right, Jay. It is more it's difficult, and you don't get that. You don't get that urge of, of if you do get that urge, you start playing it for five minutes and then go, "Why am I playing this again?" Um, yeah. So, do you, do you did you have that with Spider Man? Yeah, I think Spider Man PS4 was probably one of the bigger ones of of recent. Where I was like, I don't want to ever put this game down. I don't want it to end. I just want the game to keep going. Like, I want to fight all the. For me, it was more of like fighting all the boss fights and all the villains. I, the, I mean, we can talk about this another time, but, you know, just like, I just wanted to fight more villains. <laughs> That's what I wanted to do. Sure. We need, def- we need sure. to go into depth with that game at some point as well. That needs to go on the list. Oh, what game, sorry? Um, Spider-Man PS4. Oh, don't worry. Don't worry, Jay. That's in there. That's in the bank. Don't worry. Um, so, yeah. And then what did you get? I never got the sequel. It was one of those things where we saw the sequel one day at the game shop and we were like, there was a sequel? Um, yeah, so that was XD, right? Oh, I don't know about apparently. Yeah, so Colosseum and then XD. I'm the, I don't know how if XD wasn't a direct sequel, but it was in the same universe at least. Okay. I think it might have been a different character. Can't actually remember now. <laughs> Weirdly, but it's been like the game. That game. Those games came out in 2004. So <sighs> I was I was nine when Colosseum came out, and then when XD came out, I was probably like ten. So ten or eleven. Yeah. So yeah, a long 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 time ago. Um, and sorry, did you say you got XD? I did, yeah. XD was actually the one where you purified Pokemon. I thought that was Pokemon Coliseum 1. No, Coliseum was just normal stuff. It was like normal normal play, get your oh, Pokemon. Oh, no. I think oh, you no. had XD, I'm... dude. Oh, no. XD was oh, purifying no. Pokemon. There was a purifying chamber. I remember that because you had shadow Pokemon. You had to purify them. Nah, we definitely had Coliseum. Um... You must have had XD then because Coliseum didn't require that, I don't think. Okay, hold on. Let me check this out. Let me check this out. <laughs> no, we definitely didn't have XD. I'm sure... Uh, you might have even borrowed it off me. Maybe, maybe, but I'm sure there is a purifying element to Pokemon Coliseum. Um, purifying... Oh, no, I think you're right, actually. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, yeah you're right. No, there you're is, right. yeah. You're right. I'm getting, them, yeah, I'm getting them mixed up as well. But, so... I assume we never heard about the sequel as kids because it wasn't any good, mate, or... Uh, I did. Uh, I what, had you... it. Did you like it? What's yeah, the... no, I, weirdly, I don't actually remember anything from it, not really. Like, I'm trying to see if there was anything that I actually remember from it gameplay-wise, but I think there is. Like, Coliseum definitely stood out a lot more to me than uh, so it... XD. So in that... I know we, you know, you, you, you've uh, you teach me that just because you can't remember it doesn't mean you didn't enjoy it. But from what I can tell, it it was at least it was much. Yeah, it was it was pretty much the same game, right? Just with a different character and potentially right. different Pokemon. I want to say. Okay. So and 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 it like doesn't it doesn't it, would you say you not say at all it's better than Pokemon Coliseum then? Yeah, they're, they're they're about the same. <laughs> Okay. Right. I think it just might have been a different generation of Pokemon potentially. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, I'm I'm glad we went through that. That's a nice trip down memory lane, mate. Thank you for that. Yes, definitely. I love. Um, uh, yeah, having to remember that is insane. It's cool, man. It's cool. So we, we've reached the end of the show, Jay. We've reached the end of the TGO show. So, mm. what are we going to be playing on on all this free time? That is. Well, I'm actually kind of like terrified at this point. Okay. 
in the sense of I'm worried that I'm going to get a, a phone call tomorrow and be told that I have to go back in like a week. <laughs> okay. Even though I know it's probably not going to happen. I'm like, oh, I don't want to like in my mind schedule this time for these games and then halfway through have to stop. Yeah. So I'm kind of like trying not to worry about that at the minute, but it'll, it'll yeah, it looks like it'll be seven and then 13, man. That's where I'm at. I kind of not really, uh, not really in the mood for anything else. Not really. You've got, to... you got to go with your mood, haven't you? We both know. Yeah, I mean, I was actually kind of worried when I was playing Warzone. I was like, am I going to get too into this? And then I was quickly shown that I wouldn't get too into it. I was like, oh, I'm quite bored of this already. <laughs> yeah. Like, it can get very repetitive. I think I played like 20 games, and by like the 10th game, I was like, oh, I remember why I stopped playing this type of thing. <laughs> you, you played more than me, mate. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, it sounds like a great plan. I, again, as I've said 500 times, I can't wait to hear your verdicts on both. And don't feel rushed, Jay. Um, just, oh. you know, talk about it in the show. I think, yeah, I'll, uh, it'll literally be a matter of doing it at my own pace, I suppose. Even though I feel like when I did 15, it probably felt really quick to like someone like you, I guess. A normal human being. <laughs> yeah, a normal human being, yeah. <laughs> who plays um, games at a normal rate. No, yeah, sure. Thing, I always thought you were the guy who did things a lot quicker than me. I always felt like, oh, Nick's much, you know, a much better player than I am. He's probably Don't be ridiculous, Jay. I feel like at some point there was obviously a flip. The, the, absolutely. I think, I think a lot of it comes down to time. And I guess part of it is probably some sort of level of effort and skill as well. I don't want to say you're a terrible gamer because you're not. You're obviously really, you know, you're very skilled. But there's, I, certain, think, I think a lot of it comes down to like just previous experience in certain things. Like if you've played a lot of the same thing before, you're probably going to have a better idea of a game that's similar or gonna, you know it's going to be much like the other ones that you've already played a lot of. So, I think you've got higher processing power mate like i reckon you can go through a menus way quicker than i like i go in a oh, menu sometimes and i'm like oh wait what was i doing in the menu <laughs> no my my menu skills in, in 15 were insane were they i like by by like i like a little probably a little bit after halfway my muscle memory was so good with the menus that i didn't have to look at the screen Oh, yeah, I just God. pressed it and it happened. I was like, "Oh, I didn't even realize I just done that." I just equipped all this stuff really quick, and I was like, "I didn't really do it." That was insane. Dude. Yeah, no, Dude. I love, I love it when you can do that. I, I've because I've played the demo of seven actually. I played it a few days ago, um, and I tried to see what the menus were like in that. And I know they're not actually fully finished menus. I know they're pretty similar to how they're going to be, but the menus seem a lot of, not as easy to use as I would hope. So we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah. I've um, used to it. Interesting, yeah. So we, we, you know, we've both got an unprecedented period of free time, which oh, is, is actually, in some perspective, Jay, in a perspective, one of the most exciting times in our lives. One might a blessing say. and a curse. Correct. So we shall look at it as both, but we should use it as a blessing for video games, and yeah. I will use it for playing Skyrim, as you know. Mm. I want to complete and mop up all the achievements for Borderlands 3 DLC number 2. Yeah, see, I haven't even looked at the, the achievements for DLC 2. Let me break it down for you, buddy. I've only got like two, because they're like the, just the story ones. <laughs> you get a few story ones, yeah. um, and then the main three that I'm working on, which are collectible-ish, okay. are four random, uh, not, uh, rare spawn bosses. Okay. That one's glitched, so I'm waiting for oh. a patch on that. 
That's not good. Um, I've got one more to finish, but I'm only on 50% on the tracker, so it's glitched. Um, oh, no. So there's four, and I've beaten three, and it's 50%. Okay. Second one is a grinding one. It's when you got to listen to, I think, 50 or 20, yeah, 50 um, fish jokes from the fish in the lodge. Oh, wow. Okay. Sure. So you literally just got to exit the lodge. Well, do it naturally and then exit the lodge, enter back in the lodge, listen to a joke, re- rinse and repeat. Mm. Um, and then the last one will be getting all the echo logs, which is fairly fun going through the areas yeah, again. I quite a lot, actually. To- I didn't yeah, me too. Those. I saw quite a lot. A lot of them were quite obvious to find, but. There's quite a lot of them, and mm. uh, what I would like to say as well is that they usually put red chests as a crew challenge in the maps, yeah. but this time round they've removed that, and they've also put echo logs as an achievement, which I appreciate because I always wondered why they never put that as an achievement in the core game because I thought yeah. they were always a, a fairly vital collectible. I and if it, too, actually. Yeah, for sure, man. And um, Oh, man, I wish they had cross-play. I'd love to play Borderlands with you. <laughs> Yeah, I was. I mean, I'm hoping someday. We we got a hope, and yeah. so I'm gonna mop that up. Um, you know, collectible mop mop up, nothing better. And I'm also gonna complete Gris and let you know how that is next week. So I'm pretty what, I'm busy. more excited about you playing bloody Star Wars than anything else. Oh yes, yeah, so. Yeah, so if I get all them done, all right. So basically, what's happening is India treated me and she got me Fallen Order, so right. it's on its it's on its way, and it will be here at the earliest of Wednesday. Okay. So I'm planning to mop up as much as I possibly can before it arrives, um, because when it arrives, mate, I'm I'm blasting through that. Not quickly. I'm just going to be completely enthralled with that game. Yeah, no, it's one. It, you'll enjoy it because of how how much what it's like. It is brilliant. Like it's it is great. Oh, I, 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 I really enjoyed it, even though it was quite a quick. It was a fairly quick finish. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, I think it's a it's a good it's a good like because I think it's actually canon as well. Yes, I believe so. Which I I think knowing that made me feel better about playing it. I was like, oh, okay, this is actually oh, all real. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, mate. I uh, I definitely have that issue with. I kind of hope they now. bring. I I really want to do a sequel. Like I really hope they okay. do a sequel of this. Okay. I think well, it this game like. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna Let's... say too much. Oh, please don't say no, anything. No, I'm not say anything bad. Just let me review in my head what I was gonna say. <laughs> well listen mate I, i'm really excited to talk about yeah, it with i'll you. leave it i'll leave it i'll let you do i'll let you enjoy it thank you um yeah. i'm really excited to talk about it with you and if i have any spare time before it arrives i'll probably pop on psychonauts but i can't see that with skyrim yeah, yeah I'd, I'd probably leave that i'd come yeah, back all right. right psychonauts is one of those games that's so old now that you could probably leave that until like 20 years from now and it'd be fine it's true, it's true. Small order, i kind of feel like if you don't enjoy it in the next year or so you're probably not going to enjoy it as much yeah just because i think there's probably going to be a sequel at some point between now and then so sure sure i mean i yeah. hope there is i really do because the first one was amazing so okay cool yeah well thank you very I'm much up. for your time and contributions today jay i think we've, both, we've got a lot it. going on both of us like you've got five things to choose from <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there is a lot going on. And you, well, to be fair, you've got less, but your yeah, ones seem less, beefier. They're, yeah, they're beefier. Exactly. Way beefier. There's a lot more going on. Like you've got five fairly short in comparison things. Where very I've got short. Two very large. I've got like a hundred. Technically, I could you could say I've got about a hundred between one hundred and eighty and two hundred hours worth of content to get through. At least, mate. 
like anywhere between i'd say anywhere between 100 and 200 but 100 being quick and 200 being a completionist so yeah and we'll see how we go to clarify your final fantasy 13 playthrough so you you started it again many years oh, ago yeah so on I, a completionist. From, I played it from chapter one to ten initially and I stopped playing it played it for a second time one to ten stopped playing it and this will be my third try at it <laughs> Wait, so you never finished it? Never finished it. I know what happened in the end. I've seen it all. Um, oh, Jay. But never finished it. Never got past the open world section. I'm, ne- I'm, I'm not going to boast about it, Jay, but I did get five stars on the last boss in the game without trying. Just... Congrats, my dude. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not... So no, 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 I get it. No, it's an I, achievement. I, hey, I'm look, so proud of I have it. I haven't completed any Dark Souls games unlike you, so you know we've yeah, got to take it when we can. <laughs> oh, you should be. Oh uh, yeah, I'm, I'm partially. They are very difficult games. Dark Souls yeah. one's a drag. Oh, but one is a massive you, drag. Yeah, two and three are a lot more enjoyable. Fair, fair. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you very much, Jay, for your contributions. Would you anything else you'd like to bring up or? No, I think we've got a lot or... to look forward to over the coming two months hopefully <laughs> yeah, um, for hopefully sure. these games don't take me that long and same for you hopefully we can you know take our time but still enjoy what we're doing and just just enjoy this time yeah man enjoy, enjoy the enjoy the blessing and the curse that we are having right now agreed see, see, agreed. see the silver lining as it were agreed and with that ladies and gentlemen we have reached the end of the TGO show, sadly, but have no fear for next week. We'll see.